go ahead and start this thing. Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to Should I Play That, episode 108, and this is your weekly podcast about video games and the industry and culture that surrounds them. I'm, I'm your host, SSJ Blackrod, aka Mr. Mucklike, aka the Great One. And I'm here joined with my two co-hosts, James and Rod. What's good, y'all? That's <laughs> cool, my God. <laughs> Oh um, man, it, having Chris be the host is literally the best thing ever because it's like I can derive energy from him. He just like kind of just emanates it. It's great. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy is that I'm like holding it in because I'm really excited. You wanna know why mm. I'm really excited? Why is that? Because we have a special guest. We have a special mm. guest in the virtual building. And we, we got Game Master Herb. What's going on? How's it going? Welcome. Welcome to my welcome here. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, welcome back. I'm, yeah, yeah. Welcome back, me. Um, um, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I, I know I just hit y'all up last week, and I was like, hey, you want to do another one? And I'm always happy to hear like that you're down for more. I'm, I'm glad somebody wants to listen to me talk about fucking games. So. <laughs> hey, listen, yeah, listen. Man, it's been far too long. You said yeah. September the yes. last time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, looked right. at our, our notes. It was like September 9th or something. Yeah. So you know, you know once once again, once again, great great to have you on. And how, and how have you been? Let's let's you know, let's, let's formally introduce yeah. you to to our new listeners and everything. If they have, if they don't know who you are, who are you? Uh, so I'm Game Master Herb. You may know me from various events around Atlanta, uh, Controllerized, Warp Zone Wednesdays, all kinds of stuff. Um, prior to the pandemic, I was running uh, basically. LGBTQIA safe spaces, uh, arcades, art galleries, food vendors, that kind of thing. You show up, you play games, you have a great time. Um, And well, during the pandemic, I've gone like full force with our Twitch channel, me and my husband's. That is Three Bears Gaming, the number three, G-A-Y. And we're we're still going strong. Last week we streamed six out of seven days, uh, which I don't even know how, I don't even know how, but that's that's what I've been up to that. and really just kind of like, you know, we're, we're sort of getting ready to like move here uh, in Atlanta, but just, you know, kind of like upgrade our lives and okay. reassess things and kind of like, you know, uh, so, all the stuff on your story, Chris, has been like, but we're on the same page. That's, <laughs> hey, listen, and, and I I always feel like, you know, I'm putting out like these things. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's SSJ Blackrock on Instagram. It's gems. It's all gems. It's like, I, I see inspirational things and I want to just spread it because, uh, you know, hearing something like what you just said, Herb, that, uh, oh wait, I'm hearing an echo. I think it's someone, does anybody hear that? It's just me? Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, dang, that's bothering me. Um, I just, I, 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 it's good to hear that it's actually helping people and not annoying people. Cause sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, yo, I posted a lot of like inspirational quotes today and I feel like people are sick of me. No, no, no. Honestly, well, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, tell your story, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, honestly, look, there's, there's, especially in the LGBTQIA world, it's all like hot takes. That's the entire, all, all of social media for, for LGBTQ is all like hot takes and sort of um, this weird mix of almost like self, self-loathing and self-actualizing kind of stuff going on that I think is sort of a remnant of, of, of oppression over the, you know, the past century over the past ever. Um, and what I like about what you put out there is it's always like, hey, 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 I hear you, 
but let's do it positively. Let's let's move forward. Let's upgrade. Let's keep going further up. And it may sound corny to people. That may that may turn some people off. But those people are bitter. So fuck that. Yeah, listen, you're, you're once you, I feel like once you open up your mind and you like start seeing the good and like the and the really bad sometimes, like it it sort of softens the blow and yeah. it just it just makes it it just makes life easier. Like it's it's like a like a weight off your shoulders. So um, you know, people that are going through it, you know. And like my secrets, like I don't even say getting out of depression, but dealing with depression is sort of like self-realizing and knowing that like it's it's really all in all in your head. It's just the chemicals in your head that are just all over the place. But if you can sort of you know acknowledge it and sort of catch the triggers before like they really get you, you could uh you know you could get through it. So I feel it. Hey, listen. That means, that means tomorrow I'm about to post more. So if you if you if you want to see what I was talking about, definitely do that. But before we um jump into the show, speaking about social media, I sort of wanted to like move our social media shout outs to the beginning of the show so that you that everybody could hear it. Um so pretty much social media and like sharing stuff is super important. It's it's super important to like spread uh you know what we're doing. And I feel like more people need to hear us. I feel like this is a, we, we're, we're building like a really fun platform to, you know, sit back and, and talk about video games. And I love doing this live. So shout out to our Twitch viewers that are on the, on the stream. Uh, please feel welcome to chat, you know, say some nice things, uh, say, and, I, you know, just, just to put this out here, you know, if you say, you know, good things, things that sort of move the conversation along, we'll, we'll acknowledge it. We'll talk about it. We'll shout you out. If you say something dumb, then it's going to get ignored. If you say something like, you know, racist, sexist, all that, you're going to get kicked just straight up. So I wanted to just put that expectation out there because, uh, I've, I've been like hopping on people's like Twitch streams lately and Twitch is, Twitch is something else. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. So so Herb, like you being you know full time Twitch, like how how do you how do you deal with with the with the chat rooms and the, the community and everything? So it's funny that you that you ask and what you just said. Usually at the beginning of the screen, uh, the stream now I'm usually kind of like you know I kind of like say my piece. You know I'll say here's what we're doing tonight. Here's our schedule. Here's how I'm feeling today. Here's what's going on. You know whatever you know various things that are going on in the world. Um, and often, especially on Mondays, because it's fight night, I will say, look, if, if you know, if you want to come in here with this kind of hate or whatever, like, just be prepared. I will just ban you. <laughs> like, it's not it's 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 literally one click. It's no big deal. Um, one one time not too long ago, I did that. And like that night, we had an issue <laughs> with somebody on voice chat. So it never hurts to repeat it. Um, sometimes it can be a little tough to deal with chatters, but for the most part, People are just looking to have a good time. People are looking to connect with others. Um, and even if you don't have a cam, because some, some of like the top streamers don't even have a freaking cam, or they're like streaming off their PlayStation 4. Like, they're not even, it's not even like a whole setup. They don't even have the gear or none of that. Um, and I, I really think it just comes down to like, you know, connecting with people over this thing that we love. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can pull that off, um, and especially if you have a good voice for it. Uh, like all of you do here, you know, it really goes a long way, to be honest. 
Hey, um, hey, we're, we're trying to yeah. we're trying to get like you. We're trying to. I, I don't yes. know about I don't know I don't know about six six nights six night a week, but <laughs> not this <laughs> week. Just last week. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, so like it's it's gonna be back on Twitch. Um, I I promise you guys, YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff. Like I'm I'm streamlining like my workflow so that I could. Uh, set aside time to like get everything out there because that's also on me too so that sort of goes back to like when you see our stuff on social media you know share it shout us out like it's all love we appreciate that uh i think we lost james yeah he just sent me a text um oh, okay yeah he yeah his sounds sound went out so hope i'm gonna tell him how to fix it but um yeah sort of wanted to shout that out uh shout out to the you know the, the people you know Herb, you always shout us out on social media, so I appreciate that. Any uh, chance I can, if I see something, like, I'm happy to. I think, you know, social media is kind of like, what's the point? I mean, we can we can watch memes all day, but, you know, exactly. sharing sharing really is caring. Exactly. That's yeah. that's that's a, so much of the true nature of social media. I think if you guys have just kind of sat back and listened uh, the, to the, the volley between you guys, and, I mean, you, you all have pretty much nailed it. Um, and I just want to quickly echo what everybody has already been saying. You know, Herb, really appreciate you and your voice um, it, just in the space. We, on Should I Play That, try to be, you know, as inclusive as possible uh, as we possibly can, you know, uh, live out those values that we hold. Um, you know, everything that Chris mentioned about, like, you know, dropping gems on his Instagram stories. Like, I mean, those are things that Chris actually lives um, and embodies on the show. And I think we all try to do that. Um, so we hope that our community, you know, follows those same guidelines as well. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to be, and 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 this is not invalidating invalidating anyone honestly because I'm I'm much this way. It's real easy to go online and be like cynical right. or be like you know fuck these people or fuck those people or, or or all that stuff. But I think it's much tougher to stand in the face of that because we're all looking at it. It's not like any of us are exempt from it. Right. Um, especially if you're anybody LGBTQ or anybody who's not white. It's just it's it's in your face. It's on your mind all the time. And I think it takes a lot of strength and power to stand up and and say something positive and try to like uplift people. That that really, really does take a level of strength, um, especially in the past. You know, yeah. in, in the past Panini, right? Since March of last year, if if you're able to stand up and say something positive, like right. you're already ahead of the game. Kind of. Exactly. A lot of us are just. We're tired, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I mean, how many, like, angry versions of this or that, like, do we need, you know? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, the memes are getting crazy dissecting. Like, it's like, it's like the memes are, like, turning into these, like, you know, like, 10 levels down of the same exact topic of them explaining it via memes. And sometimes right. it's just nice to see somebody say, like, hey, hold on to your energy. Hey, protect your peace, you know? Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yep. So, um. Definitely want to shout that out. Also, I want to shout out all of the uh, audio listeners. Y'all are some solid folks. Like, I think when it, I think we had like a like a maybe like a two week break, and like as soon as like the episode dropped, I think a couple of hours later we checked, and like the same solid group of people that usually like watch the episode or listen to the episode uh, in the first couple of days, they were like, "Yo, should I play that? It's back." Everybody came in, so. Shout out to yeah, you guys. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate that. And one and once again, you know, share the fun, share share uh, share the podcast on your on your social media. We really appreciate it. Um, and then of course donations. Donations are cool. Anything that that gets sent, of course, goes straight into the show because uh, 
doing this live is hard. Do, doing this live, um, sw swapping between the screens, uh, there's like a lot that goes on. And also for me to host the show, if, if I if I if I'm able to, I would love to have like a producer, and I would love to pay this producer. So just <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. I'm just saying. So just <laughs> just putting it out there, just putting it out there, y'all. You know, um, I just want to scale. I feel like once we're able to scale this show, man, we're gonna go somewhere. Right on. Um, <laughs> I I kind of wanted to, uh, if you don't mind. Um, I have like a small announcement that I'm pretty proud of. Ooh, so okay. uh, this past Friday was my third, but I started up a FM radio show here in Atlanta. It's on 89.3 FM, which is WRFG. It's once a month or so. It's not on a tight schedule per se, but it's always part of the Rhythm and Resistance show, uh, which is run by my buddy Emil over at WRFG. Um, the whole show is anime and video game music with a focus on that. And then other songs that I just like from people that I either know, like producers via Controllerize or folks here in Atlanta who are making beats, or just songs and stuff that I like that you would never, ever hear on FM. So um, I had a really good time this past Friday. And like you said, just like streaming, doing live stuff is is a lot. I mean, you know, I have four screens right here and I'm like grabbing audio from four different sources because it's not all on Spotify. And then you're like doing all this stuff and making sure it links up and it's it's a whole thing, you know? So to anybody out there making live content or making, you know, anything live, like like shouts to you and pat yourself on the back just for getting it out there. Trade, trade perfect for done. You know what I mean? <laughs> like mm -hmm. as long as it's out there, like, you know, enjoy. Um, and yeah, if you happen to be, I think next month it's going to be probably the last – it's always on a Friday, and it's probably going to be, like, the last Friday of the month. Mm -hmm. uh, but I haven't, like, finalized it yet. But but if you like anime music, if you like video game music, and you want to hear it on the FM radio, which never happens, it just doesn't, I'm there doing it. So just oh. – to put it out there congratulations on the show man dj yeah. professor herb over here okay <laughs> all right and and this is dope because anytime we've had you on like at some point we talk about video game music and like you're dropping names and mm -hmm. like referencing stuff and i was like all right herb knows this stuff yeah <laughs> and, and then and then rod like you, you you're also going like back and forth i'm like wow like i i don't know anybody that they're talking <laughs> about right now i know these songs like they're bangers but right, i have no yeah. idea who these people are there's yeah. so many, like, specifically unsung uh, mm -hmm. Japanese mm -hmm. composers, especially women. Mm -hmm. um, did, did you know, just random fact, okay, uh, like 95% of all the music that's ever been in Bomberman is all by one woman. Um, really? Which, which is incredible because Bomberman is, other than Tetris, I think it's like, and Minecraft, it's like the most widespread franchise essentially any device that can play games there has been a bomberman on um the only thing above it is tetris or minecraft um wow. but it's like that widespread and they're about to drop a new one i think tomorrow it's like super bomberman are live it's it's battle <laughs> okay. royale it's it's like 80 person multiplayer and it's free to play and i'm like okay konami i don't know I don't know what you're doing, but all right. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, they, they took a break from pachinko machines to release. Right, this. right. <laughs> um, but but that's just an example. But but yeah, so much of video game music is first of all women, and second of all, just yeah. just Japanese people that like we right. don't we don't hear them, we don't see them, they don't get any publicity. 
half half of us can't pronounce their names, and they have made like the soundtracks that have like stuck with us our whole lives. You know. Yeah. I did not know that fact, so now I feel like much richer for having known that now. Like that's actually really cool, um, yeah. and not something that I would have ever been able to guess. Yeah. So um, while we're still waiting on James to hop back on, like how how's everybody's week going? You know, uh, I see we got five people in the chat. So once again, uh, say something. Shout. You know, if you had a great week, shout out like a victory that you had. Let let, let us know. We'll shout you out. But uh, Rod, uh, Herb, what about you guys? Any... Oh, you go ahead, Herb. Um, I'm having a pretty good week. I am. We're house hunting real hard right now. Um, not to buy, but just to rent. Um, trying to kind of like give. Well, first of all, we've been in our apartment for like six years, and it's only a two bedroom, two bath for three bears and a cat. And so we're like, we're ready. We're ready for like a little bit of an upgrade. We're ready to make, you know you know maybe even pay the same price but just get more bang for the buck because y'all know how the apartment game is mm -hmm. um and uh so that's been kind of taking up a lot of time um i have some more projects coming up i podcast some various things um i feel pretty good though I, I i two weeks ago i took my first vacation that was longer than a weekend in five years so well deserved well deserved. Yeah. So we went to the beach. We went to Daytona. We had a, a really nice time. Met up with some family, and that that was like all I can say is it, it didn't really cost very much money. Um, if you have anybody listening, if you have any chance to like spend some time on a beach or in the forest or just like away from the city, away from the noise, away from the traffic, do it. Do it. It really it really helps kind of get you back on track. I came back with like full energy. Like let's plan out six days a week. Boom, boom, boom. You know. Um, <laughs> That's something I have to work on because I kind of assign myself too many things. But just saying, it's amazing what a little recharge can do for you. So I'm feeling fairly good altogether. Yes. That's good. Nice. Very nice, man. I, like, like we said earlier, that is well, well deserved. Um, I'm looking forward to taking some kind of vacation at some point. Uh, I feel like I have not done any of that or even anything close since this whole pandemic thing started. Um, so if I do, I have to even like probably suss out my own feelings about how I feel about all that. Um, but uh, this upcoming weekend, I think will be really exciting because I'll get to see, uh, I'll get to hug my my family for the first time in a, oh, wow. year, a year plus. Uh, so I'm actually really looking forward to that. Um, so this, this whole week has been nothing but work. So I feel like I don't have much exciting on that front, but I think this weekend will be, uh, for the long weekend, it will be really nice to, uh, you know, break bread with them again, uh, like actually, you know, touch them, <laughs> hug them. Uh, yeah. So that'll be nice. I'm, I'm looking gonna, forward to that. I, I want to say that, like, it's it's crazy how, like, people live in, like, different realities, even though we're on the same planet. Because, mm -hmm. you know, look at Atlanta. Yeah, I'm talking about you. <laughs> Atlanta, who hasn't closed one bit in months. Um it's yeah is. like to to not see your family to hug your family in a year like at this point over a year yep. uh man that's that's tough yo rod you need to take a break you need a like vacation <laughs> i yeah, it really helps that. yeah i i need to i do um i i, I do that's all i can really say <laughs> <to that. laughs> but uh james welcome back yo sorry about that everybody it's oh, all Thank good you. We're just we're sort of just shouting out our weeks. Anything anything you want to shout out from your week? Um, shoot, this week. 
No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pretty chill week, all I things know. considered. Yeah. Um, I heard something about vacationing. So shout out to all the people traveling right now, getting back to the way things were. Um, don't get lax, though, please. Because, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. Get lax, not lax. <laughs> yes. Something yes. I would have... Yes. yes. First time. Yes. <laughs> Finally, it's, it's wearing off. <laughs> but yeah, man, listen to the man. He knows. Um, most definitely, to be safe out there. Go see your loved ones, of course. See them. Haven't seen them in a while. Check on everybody. But uh, nah, my week's been good. All right, that's, that's what's solid week. All right, so so with that, we're we're gonna head to jump into the video games, y'all. We're gonna go ahead and start with yeah. our, what you've been playing, and uh, what that is is our our. It's not, I don't even want to call it a segment because it's it's this time, especially today, it's about to be a, a nice little chunk of the show. But mm-hmm. this is where we talk about the video games that we've been playing over the last week. And Herb, we haven't seen you in months, so the the floor is yours, Herb. Oh my gosh, what you been playing? All right. All right, so I have fifteen games to talk about. Um, I could talk about each of these real quick, but I just think they're all awesome. Uh, are you are you doing like on screen stuff with it too? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. So are, are you gonna go? You want me to go in the order of the page? Yep. Okay. So the first game I want to talk about is called Unepic. Um, I was really surprised by this. Uh, basically, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, and you like somehow also two D platformers, you need to play this. Um, it's like you're this dude and you're at like a like a D and D night with your friends. You're hanging out, and all of a sudden. You go to the bathroom, and in the bathroom, you get transported to a world a la, you know, lots of 80s television shows and movies, like that kind of vibe. Um, it's a 2D platformer, but it is set up exactly like D&D. Uh, you have a gigantic menu. There are so many things to find. Uh, it has great pixel art. It has awesome music. It has full voice acting for all the characters. Um, this is one of those games where I'm like, if more people knew about this, this would have gotten a lot more attention. This probably would have gotten... Hmm. like a lot more loved by a lot of people um the video right there pr- really doesn't do it justice but if you like rpgs if you like D mechanics um if you like good voice acting if you like 2d platformers um i thought this game was really awesome i i didn't want to stop playing you know um and i i do a thing on our channel three bears gaming uh every wednesday called five games under five bucks and when i have a hard time uh, putting down a game, that's how I know, okay, I gotta mark this one down, is like, this. people need to check this out. Yeah. Um, it's also huge. Like, I didn't realize how huge it was gonna get. Um, that's all I can say. Um, so yeah, that's unepic. Uh, and then uh, we have a game called Vandals. Um, let me know, Chris, if I if I need to... Oh, you're good. Let me know. I don't want you to... I don't want you to have to rush or nothing. Um... So Vandals is a very, very simple game, but it's kind of like sort of a stealth real-time strategy game where you p- play this uh, this sort of like, well, you play a graffiti artist um, in different cities around the world, and you have to sort of outwit the cops and make it over to a section in each level where you can spray paint. And like Jet Set Radio, you can do your entire own spray paint. Oh, and whatever man. image you come up with is exactly what comes mm, up on the screen. I'm so in. This game looks incredible, by the way. Yeah, it's 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 really simple. I think I only got it. was like three ninety nine at the time when I got it. But all I'm going to say is I've played a lot of like stealth light games and stuff like this. This one really stood out, especially if... Mm. 
you don't like cops, and especially if you enjoy <laughs> cops. You know, I mean, what other game lets you do that? It's pretty much Jet Set Radio, and then, you know, Mark Echo's getting up, and then this. Like, there you go. Um, so, I really enjoyed it a lot. It's, it's, it's simple, but it's, it's elegant. Um, it's one of those games you could probably play for 10 minutes and have a great time, or you could delve in and play it for a whole weekend and probably, like, knock the whole thing out. Um, to get 100%, though, is very difficult. Um, it's a lot easier at first, but to get like 100% without ever getting detected, much like any other stealth game, is some serious business. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really cool. Any chance I get to spray graffiti and actually draw what I want in a game, I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, done, sold, you know? Um, the next game is called uh, Teslagrad. Uh <laughs> And Teslagrad has been around for a while. I think it was on, like, the PS3 store. But for whatever reason, I never see it on, like, you know, top lists. I don't hear a lot of indie game channels talking about it. Um, Teslagrad is a Metroidvania uh, with a whole thing. With, with first of all, Disney-level le animation. Like, the animation is incredible. Uh, Hand-drawn and 3D art is incredible. Um you basically use positive and negative polarity to get your way through levels and to figure out puzzles. Huh. Um, it's uh, it's pretty simple at first, but once you start to open up, it's like, wow, this world is pretty huge, and there's all this stuff you can do and not do depending on you know uh, your current abilities and and for that matter, your understanding of how it works. Um, a lot of sections I thought I couldn't do, I just didn't really realize what I was supposed to do, and I went back and it was like, oh, okay, duh, you know. Um, so those are like some of the best puzzle games, like when the solution is something like that, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, when you don't need an item, but it's already there. Right, right. Yeah. And it's that gradual realization that you understand, ah, of course, okay. So a quick question for you for Tesla Grad. Um, yeah. is, is this, is it primarily a puzzle-based game, or is it like, or puzzle is just a part of maybe the action that you're already doing within it? It is definitely primarily, it's puzzles and platforming, but there's not really, okay. like, a lot of, there's bosses, but there's not really a lot of, like, enemies, per se. It's more okay. about figuring out what you need to do in each room. Okay. That actually um, sounds really appealing to me right now. That's, that's really the basis of my question. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a very, like, chill and sit back and try to figure out kind of satisfaction sort of game. Cool. Um, I love the animation beyond all reason. I mean, it just, it just looks and feels really good. Whoever made this really has a very keen understanding of game feel, um, which I think even in modern day AAA games, like a lot of devs just don't understand game feel. It's like, I it can look great, it can sound great, it can have cool puzzles and whatever, but if it doesn't feel good, I'm not going to want to keep playing it. So, um, so they true. get that really right in this. Um, so yeah, uh, the next game is called Dex. Uh, that's D-E-X. Uh, this game was, I think, 20 bucks normal, but I, I on the Switch, for somehow, it was $1.70 on sale. Oh. Um, that is an absolute steal for this game. If Cyberpunk gave you, you know, if Cyberpunk made you cry because it wasn't fucking ready for us, uh, <laughs> this is a 2D Cyberpunk sort of Deus Ex kind of game. Um, you play this girl... You're trying to figure out kind of what's going on uh, in the world. You're placing it. Uh, you have body modifications. There's huge conversation trees. There's full voice acting. There's perks you can upgrade like stealth or damage or whatever. You can play the entire game without getting detected, or you can play the entire game guns blazing. 
Um, it's honestly really pretty. The music's good. I mean, this is another one I didn't want to put down. It was just like, it was just like, wow. Okay, I'm a huge fan of Deus Ex and that whole universe, uh, mm -hmm. System Shock, all that stuff. So, this is kind of the 2D game in that line that I think everybody should give a try, especially if Cyberpunk disappointed you. I know it's not quite the same as Cyberpunk, and I know a lot of people have a weird thing about like 2D versus 3D games. But if you like 2D games and you want something uh, where you are in a dystopian future and you can possibly stealth or action your way out of all sorts of situations via conversation, via platforming, via action, this game has it. Mm -hmm. um, so wait, I was so... really kind of blown away by this. And also, female protagonist, like, we need more of that. We just do. Yeah. Qu yeah. So, question. So, when you say that this is like, would you say that this is a like an RPG, like an in-depth RPG. So like oh, yeah. my, like the way I play can be like completely different from you. And that would somewhat alter like my experience with the game. Right. From the two hours that I played of it, it seemed like you really did have a fair amount of choices. I'm looking on how long to beat right now. Uh, this game, the main story is 11 hours and completionist, they say 17 hours. So it's not like the biggest game ever, but if mm -hmm. you want like, a good like juicy chunk of what cyberpunk promised but in 2d this is the game i mean 11 hours sounds perfect to me so yeah cool. all right um, time. yeah so yeah and and honestly I, I i just have to stress again since we're talking about all these games um i i'm, I'm like a huge cross-referencer when it comes to deals uh, a great site out there is is there any deal.com but what that does not cover is switch games and deku deals is the site for switch games um, and honestly, Switch just has often better deals than even Steam or Humble or any of that other stuff. Wait, wait who? Nintendo? Yeah, no. I know, I know, right? Nintendo? Yeah, yeah. Nah. I don't know not how they do it, honestly. Stuff. Stuff. Oh, yeah, I have there no idea how they do it. <laughs> not for, not um, I, don't, I don't know who's, who's getting pleasured. I don't know. I don't know who's sliding something <laughs> under, under desks or something. I don't know what's happening, but Nintendo Switch has them deals. That's true. They yeah. There's been like I'm bad for it. I'm bad for like oh this game is like seventy four cents. I haven't got to think about it. I'm like and then at that point like I'm using like the the uh, what is it is like gold coins, the Nintendo mm -hmm. coin, like the yeah. whatever point system that is. The amount yeah of... this one this one I actually bought with just like the Nintendo points. Like I didn't See? even spend money on it. Um, so just saying, check out Dex. A little bit of that cyberpunk, you know. Uh, 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 redemption from from the mess that was cyberpunk in our minds. I know it's not the same kind of game. It's not nearly the same budget. But what they're doing here, I think, is really neat. I would love to see more of it. Um, all right, so the next game is called Hero Hours Contract. Uh, this game is a strategy RPG, uh, like Fire Emblem or Shining Force, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but what's really cool about it is that it's uh, mainly female cast, and for that matter, mainly BIPOC. Um, oh, cool. The, the representation is really good. I love the pixel art. Um, it's got great dialogue that's very contemporary. Like, they talk like how people talk now. Um, and it's got kind of like a Powerpuff Girls sort of vibe to it. Um, mm. you're, you're basically working your way up this tower to take on their version of Starbucks, which, of course, is taking over the world. What? Um, <laughs> and, right, and and your characters are like, fuck that. We're not going to work for this terrible coffee company. They're doing horrible things. We're going to fight them, and you fight them in turn-based battles uh, on a grid. 
Um, what's really cool, though, <laughs> is that each of the characters from the get-go just have inherent skills that are different from each other. So it's all about knowing which one to use in the right order, like most strategy games. But the way they did it in this, I found really compelling. Another game I didn't want to stop playing. It was just like, I'm not even that big into Fire Emblem, but if you like Fire Emblem and you want something a little lighter, uh, a little funnier, really stylish, and for that matter, with more than just white folks in it, this is the game. Um, I don't even know who makes it. I, I didn't really, I, I don't know, I don't remember, but I know it's a very small team, put it that way. Okay. See, and um, the animation style is, like, super simple. Like, yeah. I I feel like if the, if the game has, like, clever enough writing and, like, I actually care about the characters and the story, it could be stick figures for all I care. But um, yeah. it's... It, it, it's, it's cool. It's cool seeing stuff like this. Yeah. It, it, it looks like one guy developed this. Yeah, seriously. Um, no, I, no, I mean, like, literally. Like, I, I, looked, I looked it up, and the developer is just oh, okay, the name yeah. of a guy. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So um, cool. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty rare, even in indie games, to see, like, full representation. Uh, and I really enjoy that. I just, I, you know, that's something that I, I find myself noting more and more as time goes on. Like, how many games have people that look like me versus ones that don't and it's just really important it's important we've talked about it on the show before yeah um, absolutely mm -hmm. so yeah this is this is you know definitely a pretty short experience you know you have like this big tower and then you have a couple endless battles it's not huge but it also was like a dollar 99 um and i think if you like strategy rpgs it's worth a look um okay so the next game i laughed my ass off uh, it's called Scheming Through the Zombie Apocalypse. Um, this game is kind of like a conversational game um, mixed with a point-and-click sort of thing. Um, basically, in a world full of animals, where animals are people, you are uh, these two... I think one is a bunny and the other one is like a dog or a fox. And basically, uh, it's the zombie apocalypse... And you go to your friend's house and you're like, hey, what's going on? Uh, you, you know, there's like a huge, you know, it's crazy outside, right? Like people are dying, like things are exploding. And your friend's like, yeah, whatever, you want to watch TV? And so you try to watch TV and of course nothing's on because everything's falling down. And so you realize that if you're going to make money and you're going to make things work, you've got to come up with some kind of scheme. So your bunny friend is like, well, how about we go out into the zombie apocalypse into the streets and we start hiring people to go and loot places for us while we watch from the van in binoculars. And that's the game. And, like, it's, it's, it's hard to describe just how funny it is, but the, the dialogue is completely R-rated. Uh, in the first ten minutes, they're talking about drugs and sex. Um, it's very, very over the top. Uh, it's, it's fucking hilarious, and, and there's so many situations where you're like, okay, well, if I say this thing... This person's going to do this, but if I say this other thing, they might do this. Um, and if you like conversation tree or point-and-click kind of games, yeah. this one, I just, I laughed and I laughed. The chat was going wild in Twitch. We were just, like, rolling over how funny this game was. Hmm. Um, it, it's one of those things where if you if you pass it by in the Switch store, you, you'd be like, what the hell is this? But give it a, give it a chance. Give it a yeah. try. I've been playing um, Famicom Detective Club, and, and going from this, that to this would be a riot, I'm sure. This looks cool. I'll have to check yeah, it out. Yeah, it doesn't take itself seriously at all, and that's, that's uh, totally to its benefit. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, so the next game is called Exmorph Defense, and let me tell you, I have played a lot of tower defense games, but this one, first of all, gorgeous. Um, just absolutely 
beautiful as far as for the price point and for what they're offering it's a gorgeous game uh full voice acting and it's essentially a tower defense game but instead of instead of being on land you are playing a bullet hell shoot 'em up during the tower defense um so i'm a big fan of shoot 'em ups i'm a big fan of bullet hell games uh i'm not really that big into tower defense but if you like both of those genres or either of those genres i think this game is pretty cool um i went through the first i think two or three missions about an hour and a half and found myself wanting to play more it's like it's like a slice of XCOM with a slice of like r type or gradius or write in or that hmm. sort of thing Yo, that sounds um, stressful like yeah it does yeah <laughs> it's intense it's very it's, especially once like the forces start coming in and i think i only played it on normal but one of the missions i had to restart a few times just because like it's it's tough um, this was another one that's normally twenty or twenty-five, and somehow it was four ninety-nine, and I was like, "Okay, let's let's go, let's try it out." So when you um, when you're catching these deals, like, are you catching them off of uh, these websites? Yeah, Deku Deals is the main one. A lot of it, uh, uh, some of it, I, I just researched myself on the store, but Deku Deals is the site that I highly recommend. Number one because it's like probably the only main site out there that focuses only on the Switch eShop and not on anything else. And two, because you can sort it by the sale end date. So when I look at any time, I can be like, oh, this is literally about to expire in an hour. Let me go grab this. It also shows you a chart of how often it's on sale and when it was last on sale. So you can be like, oh, shit, this is only a dollar. It expires in two hours, and it hasn't been that low. And it's normally 20, and it hasn't been that low in six months. I better get it now. Um, mm-hmm. they, they do a great job. Whoever runs it, the guy like just, just totally like slays it over there. Um, one of the best deal sites I think everybody needs to be watching. Nintendo should be telling people about this. It, it's gotten me to buy more games than I ever would have normally. Hmm. I feel um, like it's gotten Nintendo to actually put a timer on their sales. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so most of the time when I pick the five games under five bucks, I just I, I have to like literally narrow, narrow it down from like 20 games to five because there's just so many deals going on at the same time. Um, there's also a lot of really great YouTube channels. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out while I'm here. Uh, there's one called Switch Watch, and then there's another one. It's like Switch. It's eluding me at the moment. But there's some really great great YouTube channels that, like, focus solely on eShop deals, and they do a great job at it. And so I find a lot through that, too. Um, okay, the next game is called Splasher. Uh, this game is for anybody who loves Super Meat Boy or Celeste. Um, oh, yes. That's but right. I have to say... It really has its own unique thing going on. Um, uh, the, the, the animation is great. Um, and yes, you're running and jumping and wall jumping, but you're also spraying paint on the surfaces. And each of the paints, their color determines a different usage. So sometimes the paint's bouncy or sometimes it's sticky or sometimes it repels things or sometimes you're shooting water to like remove the paint so you can do something else with that same surface. Hmm. Um, it has great music, it has a great art style, and at first glance, it does look a lot like Meat Boy or Celeste, but I have played the fuck out of those games, and I promise this is definitely something else. Hmm. Um, if you have any interesting games like that, uh, you know, twitchy, twitchy, fast 2D platformers, I think this game's pretty awesome, honestly. I, I determined the quality of all of these kind of games with how quick it gets me into the action after I die. Tell yeah. me the load is like half a second. Yes, exactly. It's okay. instant restart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. good. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah, same. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to watch a loading screen. Like, let me. Like, like, let's go. Come on. It's 2021. Let's go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. That is really quick. That's incredible. Nice. Yeah. It's like boom, boom, boom. Um. Uh. It. It just has like 
I don't know. It's like imagine if Splatoon was more of a puzzle game instead of like a MOBA, uh, and also in two D. There you go. Hmm. It's made me think about a uh, Portal, actually. That's you. Yeah, there's there's a lot of little elements that they kind of steal and grab from other games. Um, it was at a game jam a couple years ago, and I think at one point they were really kind of hyping it pretty hard. But you know, a lot of these a lot of these smaller games, it's either like literally a single dev or a very small team, and they just don't have the time or resources, and they 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 all have lives. Um, but this is another one where I feel like if more people heard about this, it actually predates Celeste by about uh, almost a year. And so I'm just saying, I know Celeste is great, and Celeste got a ton of play and a ton of marketing, but yeah. this game kind of did that before, maybe not with the emotionally, you know, mental health story, you know, mm-hmm. involved, but the same mm-hmm. kind of gameplay. Um, just saying. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, okay. And then the next game is called, oh my God. The next game is called Reventure. Um, this game, I really don't want to spoil anything. Uh, all I can say is uh, Reventure is something I think every gamer needs to play at least once. Do not judge it on its pixel art. Um, uh, at first, it seems like the kind of game where... Uh, so first of all, you can name your character whatever you want. Uh, you're, you're meant to die over and over because you're going to. Um, and you also, there's Twitch uh, streamer integration. So, like, people in your chat can do things that alter the game uh, if you play it on PC. Um, and it's the kind of game where uh, basically at the beginning, it's like, you must save the land, blah, blah, blah. So you go to get, like, a sword or a shield, and then you realize really quickly, now that I have a sword and a shield, I, I can only jump so high. So it becomes about which items you want to take with you on each go, and... Every time you die, it doesn't game over. The game simply keeps going. And however you died in the last one, assuming that it didn't disintegrate your body, you continue as that character now burned by lava or sliced into little bits or turned into a cat or whatever the fuck happened to you on the last episode. So uh, it's, it's, it's hard to explain until you play it, but this is one of the yeah. few games that if you look on Steam, it's 10 out of 10 rating. I, yeah. Uh, and and just it, it's incredibly clever. It's incredibly self-aware. It breaks the fourth wall constantly. It's really good to play on stream with viewers because I, what I did was I just named uh, my new character after each death, uh, one of the viewers. And so we kind of got into it and had a lot of fun with that. Um, yeah. And uh, I won't spoil more than that, but I just think it's one of those things that like if you've ever liked adventure games, if you've ever liked Zelda uh, I, I think it's something everybody needs to play. You'll laugh and you'll scratch your head and you'll be like, oh, it's it's not just this little game. It's this whole thing. It's way bigger than it seems. And the game, hmm. it looks self-aware because like, I've, I've seen it, like just a couple of like words on the screen where like one second it said, please nerf this. And Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of talk between like <laughs> your supposed character and the dev. Uh, and you actually meet the dev in game. It's a it's a whole thing. It's like it's they they really did something special that, um, I mean you you might find me saying this a lot on this list, but words words do not do this game justice. Just just give it a shot. This 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 feels like well first first of all uh, I did notice the Steam thing. That's the first thing I saw was that it was yeah. a ten out of ten, and I was like wow okay. And secondly this this looks like 
an Undertale type of situation where it looks like it's going to fuck me up uh, yes. <laughs> some kind of way. So I'm not sure quite how, but it'll probably feel good. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, this, this looks interesting. This is one of the games where you... I think I think those you know we all play a lot of games here, and I feel like over time you start to think, God, have I seen everything that 2D has to offer? This is one of those games that's like, oh wow, we have any we barely scratched the surface of what you can offer in a 2D game. Um, but yeah, give it a shot. Reventure, totally, totally worth it. Like, I, th there's a lot of good games on this list, but like that's one that like you 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 must try if you have any love for 2D games. Um, okay, all right, so uh, the game also a 2d game the next game is called octahedron um this is uh this how i described this to somebody was this is like let's say atari never stopped making games um you know from from the 70s or the 80s uh and and this would be like their triple a release like this would be like hey we have this new game you should check it out this would be octahedron mm -hmm. um it's very psychedelic it's got a ton of colors uh, going on, and the music, the music, uh, much like the game Illuminas or, mm -hmm. or any of the Q Entertainment game, the music is like a big bar that goes by the screen, and so the beat and everything that's interactable in the stage is like on the beat, like everything's on the beat. Um, and the gimmick is that you can create a temporary platform under yourself twice, and only twice, before you have to land again to reset them. Um, so getting to the end of each stage is about using the colors and the sound and the rhythm of everything along with your two uh, uh, materializing platforms to get from point A to point B. Um, on paper, it's very simple, but again, it's one of those things that like, you may have seen games that play like this or seen games that look like this, but it really has its own flavor, its own thing going on. And also a kick-ass like, EDM soundtrack, uh, if you're into that. Yeah. Um, I, I want to psychedelic. I, I want to bump uh, back you up on this one. Uh, I played this like a couple of years ago, I think, and oh, cool. um, and totally agree with everything you said. Awesome soundtrack, and the game just feels nice to play. Um, yeah. The the platforming it feels very tight. Uh, I always felt like I was in control. All mistakes were my own, like that kind of tight. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, really, really enjoyed this one. Totally agree. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's already like. I mean, it's probably like 2017 or something by now, but. Um... Yeah, it's not, like, new, but this is just one of those games where it reminds me, like, mm -hmm. hey, like, if Atari or, you know, if any of these older, you know, brands were around today yeah. the same way they were, this is the kind of game they would be making now. I Absolutely. Do, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a shame, really. Like, I imagine just, you know, imagine. Imagine if Atari was still around and still <laughs> making games. This would be it. Yeah. Um, all right. The next game is called uh, Crossing Souls. Uh, Crossing Souls is, if you like Stranger Things, you need to play this game. Um, it's about uh, five kids in a little neighborhood in anywhere America in the 80s, and they discover some crazy shit going on, and they go to figure it out. Uh, the animation is great, and along, around, along the course of the game, you play, like, many different game genres in the same theme. There's racing, there's shooting... There's platforming, there's top-down Zelda. It, it's like a big mix of a bunch of different genres. Um, each of the characters are really interesting. They all have their own dialogue. Uh, there's a fair amount of representation. Uh, each character has their own unique trait that they can do, which gets you, and you can switch between them on the fly, uh, which gets you, you know, across the game in different ways. Um, 
again, it, it, it totally has the Stranger Things uh, vibe. It, it really it really has like that sort of 80s, you know, Saturday morning cartoon show kind of like, you know, uh, kids in a neighborhood figuring out shit together, Scooby-Doo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I just I really enjoyed it. It's one of those ones that it's on the list that I need to finish. Um, very clever dialogue, great pixel art, etc. Nice. Nice. Uh, this one always fucks me up because it has souls at the end, and I can't think of anything except <laughs> Dark Souls yeah. every time. I, I found it weird that they called it Crossing Souls because yeah. that was kind of the only thing where I'm like, I don't know if the title actually matches this. Yeah, but, yeah. I've, se- I've seen this in the eShop a number of times, and I, I haven't picked it up, but due to your recommendation, I, I will definitely wishlist this and, and put it higher on my priority list. This, it sounds really cool. Cool. This is yet another one that's, I think, 15 or 20, and it was 374 when I got it, so like... Another one that's like, if you can find it under five, it's a steal. It's 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 super high quality. It's uh, it's totally something that's. It might even be Devolver Digital, but like anything Devolver puts out is like, pretty much great. Yep. Um, yep. So so yeah. Uh, and then the next game is called Flipping Death. Um, this is not made by Tim Schafer or Double Fine Productions, but it is exactly like a Double Fine game. Um, like uh, Psychonauts or uh, Brutal Legend or The Secret of Monkey Island or any of those, you know, Tim Schafer games from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Flipping Death is about this girl who dies and realizes that the only way to save her soul is to literally flip the entire stage around like a diorama on the fly and help dead people kind of resolve their issues so that their spirits can move on. That um, sounds so fucking cool. What? Yeah, <laughs> very similar to Psychonauts in the sense that like you help people with their problems in order to make the whole world better. Um, so you really kind of delve into each person's individual psyche yeah. and like what's going on with them. Um, okay. I don't know if they're going to show it here on this preview, but uh, frequently, I mean, uh, most of the time you are flipping between the alive world and the dead world. Um, there's a fair amount of platforming. There's some really interesting conversation trees. Uh, the animation and the art and the music are all like top notch, like triple A level. Uh, but this got literally no attention. I'm not sure why. It's another one that's twenty dollars that somehow I was on sale for three ninety nine. Hmm. Um, but totally worth it, especially if you liked anything by Tim Schafer or or Double Fine Productions, Grim Fandango, any of that stuff. If you like any of those games, this is a game you need to check out. Absolutely. Okay. Um, all right, and then we have a game. Uh, I might have talked about this before, but I cannot get enough of this game studio. Uh, let me think. I think they're called... Thunder Lotus? Thunder Lotus. Yes, thank you, thank you. So Thunder Lotus, every time they put out a game, I just have to stop, and everything else like blurs, and I'm like, I need to check this out. Uh, this game is called Sundered. Um, this is about a, uh, a young black woman who decides basically... Uh, well, you know, it's funny. I, I don't know that I remember all the story points, but basically you have to go to a land that was previously ravaged and kind of figure out what the hell happened. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, a Metroidvania, but the neat thing is that only certain parts of the map are static. All the parts in between are randomly generated every time you play. It's four-player co-op. It has completely hmm. incredible hand-drawn animation, um, a huge skill tree, uh, me and the Bears have played it a few times. It doesn't have online play, but if you have, like, local folks, roommates, whatever, uh, you can hop in and out at any time for a player, and the only person 
um, who who can't die is player one. So like the other people can like in other words, somebody who knows the game or who's who's skilled at games like this can just be player one, and other people, regardless of their skill, can play with you and not have a bad time, hmm. um, which is great. That's that's it's it's such a minute detail, but not enough games really think about you know like the hardcore gamer with his spouse or friends who are not hardcore gamers and how they can all have fun together. So yeah. um, I think they went above and beyond with this. Uh, the animation is straight up Disney movie or Don Bluth kind of thing. Um, yeah. It's gorgeous. The, the, the soundtrack sounds like a fucking movie. Um, and again, black female protagonist just doesn't happen barely ever. Yeah. So to see that in this is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, everything Thunder Lotus touches to me is gold. I'm, I'm kicking myself so hard because I have not played any of the three games that they've done, but each one looks so damn awesome. Like everyone, when I see it in screenshots, I hear the concept of them. They just all sound kick-ass. Um, and and I, I actually really want to play this one because it looks like it deals with cosmic horror, which oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of. Like mm-hmm. So I, I definitely need to get into this. Cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, you know, if you like Hollow Knight, if yeah. you like Castlevania, if you like uh, 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 Momodora, that Bloodborne. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's on that level of Metroidvania. But the, the big twist that I have to reiterate is that it's completely randomly generated except yeah. for key rooms, like boss rooms mm-hmm. and specific item rooms. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the rest of the time, you're finding stuff that you may never find again, uh, level layouts you may never see again. And I think they do a really good job of that. I wish... I wish like the next Castlevania or the next whatever Metroidvania that's going to come out, I really hope they take a nod from this because we're at the point where when games like this exist, going back to a set map that's always the same every time is kind of like, it's not that it's bad, but it's just kind of like, well, if I could just have this, why not, Why wouldn't I just play this, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, all right, say, and then... Say, uh, have, you, have, you, have you played Returnal? I have not. How is it? It's... it's <laughs> Opinions may vary, but I think we all generally like it, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've heard mixed things. I've been I've been watching a few things. Um, yeah. All right. So, two more games. Uh, the next one is called Invisigun. Um, this is one of the very few games that is cross-play between PC and Switch. Um, I don't know that it's on any other console, but as long as you're logged into it, anyone can see you, regardless of what they're playing on. Um, it's it's uh, the easiest way to describe this game. Uh, first of all, awesome representation, incredible characters, incredible music, incredible art, um, pixelized glory. Uh, if you like Bomberman, but you want a twist on Bomberman, this is the game. Um, it essentially plays like Bomberman, but instead of laying bombs, you have guns, and each character has their own unique skill set and you know stats. But the main thing is that everyone is invisible unless you're shooting. Um, you can see each other's footsteps. You can see the world around you changing little by little as you walk around. Um, but you can only be seen when you shoot or when you get hurt. So, like, it becomes this mind game of learning the levels, which there's, like, 98-something levels that they put in, you know, maps. Um, and I, it really, it really makes you hone in on, like you really start to learn exactly where you are and the strats that it takes to take people down when they think they know where you are. Um, all I can say is play this with four friends. If y'all ever want to play this, I'm down. Uh, I, I think when I got it, it was $1.99. Um, it's one of those games that's like, you know, a battle could last five minutes or it could last literally 30 seconds if everybody knows what they're doing. 
mm-hmm. um, and you're back into it real quick, real fast menus. Um, and I'm not really sure how they did it, but the crossplay with between PC and Switch is genius. Um, they just have like a little code that you enter, and then you're just in the game. Uh, I I just I really enjoy this a lot. Um, I I'm a big Bomberman fan, and this is the first twist I've seen on Bomberman in decades. Um, okay. So anyway, nice. yeah, Invisigun is really cool. Very 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 fun for uh, uh, multiplayer, um, and has some really cool like story mode single player stuff too. So. Uh, okay, and then the last game I want to talk about uh, is a game called Mainlining. Um, Mainlining is brilliant. Uh, it is a game where you are playing uh, the role of someone in cybersecurity, um, and the the whole game is played from the perspective of someone on a computer at the cybersecurity office. So the whole game is played on like a fake Windows. You even log into it and it looks like Windows uh, XP. Uh, it has a fully fully realized OS with everything in it. I mean, you can you can play with the calculator. You can look at the calendar. It's a whole thing. Um, and the whole game is about determining who is fake and who is not by going to a browser in it um, and looking up websites and kind of like determining... Uh, figure, figuring out who, who's lying, who's selling things on the black market. Uh, they give you like a whole sort of like, like rundown of like we need you to capture this person. We need you to prove that this person is doing illegal things online. And you actually have to move windows around and read dialogue trees and get to know characters. Uh, there's a lot of voice acting in it. There's really great dialogue in it. Um, I've really, honestly, never played anything like this. Uh, and even though it, it absolutely caters to having a mouse and a keyboard it's one of those things where i played it on the switch and it was fine it really Mm -hmm. did fine um it wasn't ideal but it was good enough um i just i think it's something anybody who's into details anybody who likes storytelling anybody who has any interest in hacking or anything like that give this a shot uh it, it is it is truly brilliant it's it's just one of those things that probably will never be popular just by virtue of the kind of game that it is um, but that's okay. You know, I think, you know, give it a shot. Uh, it, it's funny that you mentioned this. So uh, James talked about Emily is away last week. Yeah. And, uh, and tell me about and, that. Oh yeah. James, go ahead. So basically it's the same kind of concept. Um, it takes you back to like early windows. You log into aim, you do, end up doing the whole like chatting thing, going back and forth with, um, this girl, Emily. And this has came out, I think like early 2013 or something like that. This oh, wow. Is, okay. It's third. Um, third part just came out a couple months ago, so um, it just kind of goes through the whole thing. It takes you through the narrative of like getting to know this girl and like are you falling for her? What's going on with that sort of thing? And it goes at the highs and the lows of like, oh, she's away. What if I say this so I sound dumb? What if I say this so I sound cool? That kind of thing. No, and it gives you that same kind like... of. Oh, yeah, there we go. And no, it makes no, you like, no, actually no. type in order to like get the um the dialogue out. So it's just a fun, fun little treat like that. Yeah, it, it's incredible when these devs like are able to program something that's like that adapts to what you're doing as opposed to this set sort of linear thing. Um, I love a good linear game. There's nothing like a well-crafted linear game, but there's something to be said for like you, when you can actually converse in game with an AI and it like works <laughs> and mm-hmm. doesn't break or isn't shitty. Like that's that's kind of incredible. Yeah, um, that, I'm gonna take a look at that. That that and just committing to the bit of like antique internet at this yeah. point yeah I, I find it fascinating like it even gives you like old youtube and old stuff like that <clears throat> i wow. think there's like a new grounds 
um, Easter egg in there, that sort of thing. Bang, R.I.P. Cool. Flash. Right, <laughs> and this game, and um, Emily is away is free. So. Oh, okay, even better. I was just going to like put it on a wish list. Let me see. There you go. Cool. So, yeah, um, all of those games, I know that was a whole lot. Thank you all for listening. Uh, <laughs> I know that was a whole lot. Um, that was 15 games, and they're not all on sale all at the same time, but just for reference, those 15 games cost me $50.14. So, like, even less than, than a brand new game, full retail, 15 full games, and... I know not all of these may appeal to everybody, but they, there's a variety of genres and some really, really great ideas and some great implementation of them by the devs in these games. I would not consider any of these um, to be like cheap games. The cheapest one in terms of quality is probably Hero Hours Contract because it's made by a single dev, but everything else could easily be on store shelves next to much pricier things if people understood their value as games themselves. So just saying. I mean, I always love to see it. I always love to see games that aren't afraid to like do things differently because we we, we honestly we're, we're living in a time where a lot of uh, publishers they'd rather put out a game that's you know a, a game style that's known to make money. So like of course that is you know like free to play that's microtransactions and we're actually going to talk about that later in this episode. But um, yeah. it's just it's it's interesting like. I, I love like I love creativity. I'm a creative person, so to see people's creativity and to see them uh, take something, bring it to life, uh, I, I, you love to see it. Um, oh well, and also like I think in the chat here, like don't don't let me like oh, no, don't no, let no, me like good. yeah. So Fritz the cat I know from our channel uh, says, how often do you replay games? Do you play them all the way through? Um, all of those games on that list right there, I have not beaten any of those sadly. Uh, but th when I look back at my entire list of like five games under five bucks, these are the ones where um, eventually I'm going to stop doing five games under five bucks and I'll do like best of and actually beat them. These are the ones that like I'll absolutely want to finish because they only wanted they only made me want to see what else happens and what what more I could get out of them. Mm -hmm. um, I do finish games, but. Not as much as I'd like to, <laughs> you know. Hey, uh, the last I'm, game I completely finished. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, no. I was, I'm just agreeing with you. I'm, I am in that same boat. Like, uh... yeah. There's too many games. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, I'm not getting any younger. I might as well play as many as I can. <laughs> you know? Hey, I mean, at this point, uh, I mean, you full time Twitch. Uh, this is, is it's more content, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's oh, there's always something else to play. When people are like, I don't know what to play, I'm like, yeah, let me let me unload this essay on you. You know, <laughs> it, we'll just we'll just send them to the clip of this uh, this whole segment. Just send every them. other segment. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. you come through with the numbers every time. It's so so refreshing to see. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you for that. I love it. Yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm just I have my wish list ready at the ready every time. Yeah, cool. after every episode that you're on. Like the list that I uh, that we have, like I'm literally like on my Switch, like wish listing, or if it's still on <laughs> yep. sale, just buying them at that point. So, yeah, I am. Glad, glad to hear that. If I'm, I am on board with a lot, and yeah. a lot of these games seem like they're good uh, alternatives to AAA games that just seem they're just disappointing. Let's let's yeah. be real. A lot of these AAA games that are coming out, for the most part, it's. You have like a group of people saying, "Oh wow, this game is technically sound. This is it's great. It's beautiful." But then you have like a a very vocal minority. It feels like 
that will like trash games and like say, oh, this is the, the story, uh, you know, completely ruined it. Yeah, I'm talking about Last of Us Part Two. Um, <laughs> y'all need to relax. Just play play a game, like enjoy it. And then and and for the people that are enjoying it, like don't let these people ruin your fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, even if it's not, like, great, right? Even if it doesn't get some rating or whatever on IGN or, or whatever. If you're having fun with a game, that's all you need to be valid. That's it. That's it. If you're having fun with it, even if that if that fun is trying to do, like, a hitless Dark Souls 2 run or some shit, like, if that's what you find fun, have at it, you know? Yeah, more for you. No, thank you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> So you know, it's it's interesting. This week, uh, me, James, and Rod actually had time to actually at the same time play video games together. Oh what? shit! What'd you yeah. play? Oh man! So we played Knockout City. Okay. Okay. And it is man. It's I I've heard of this. I heard of the game when like they they which uh, uh, where did we see this first? I feel like it uh, was nintendo direct from it was like yeah. earlier this year or late last year something like that where they had that awful reveal trailer that with had like the nothing to do with the yeah yeah it was like counter-strike guy uh pixel princess and mm. like war oh that was dude. this game yeah, yeah that, that was, was this game. exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. what exactly. happened what no terrible. it's no it's not it, no it's it not hold That's on the yeah. same game. I, gotta, I gotta look it up now i literally watched the trailer like last night just to make sure that i wasn't <laughs> i didn't have a fever dream um but yeah, it it was fucking awful. But I mean, but once that all it got past all that and you got to the gameplay, it looked intriguing. You're like, oh, this is a dodgeball game. Okay, some of the mechanics right. kind of looked interesting. They had a beta, and I talked about the beta on this show. I, I was able to play it. I think I was the only one of us to play it, and I came back with like pretty pretty high praise of it. I was like, this is, is actually really fun. It reminded me of Rocket League in a way where it was easy to pick up, very hard to master, but like, like addictive though in, in the attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow, I, I this think... was this game. Hold on, don't put it on the screen. Mm-hmm. I, rem- I remember this. This has nothing, to, to... This has nothing okay. to do with the game. This, this has, these, these aren't even characters. That was the worst part. Cause he goes through this whole thing of like, okay, maybe it's oh, like a, yeah. uh, like oh, yeah. a who's who of like video game tropes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, maybe this would be the characters. No, they don't exist at all. Mm. Why this, would you do that? This seems like they put way too much money and effort into the trailer. And it's like, like, like this is a pretty high budget thing. Like that's, I mean, that it looks good mm-hmm. like for what they're doing, but they're, it, it's almost like, it's almost like you're watching like uh, I, I can't remember the term for it, but in in all reality TV, right? The scenes where they're behind the scenes and you're talking to the booth and the single person, yeah. right? It's like they did that for a show that's not ready yet. It's like, well, we don't care about any of this because we haven't seen the show yet. How wh- what do we care about behind the scenes if we don't even know like what the show is yet? Yeah, like, you know, that's exactly. Point. That's weird. Yeah, but it's showing yeah. the gameplay now, and oof, man, this game is fun. This yeah. game, this game it is amazing. Sick. Uh, I mean, good. I would, I would, I would honestly take it a step further. I, I think this game is really, really good, and I think it mm-hmm. deserves a lot of, of hands on it right now. Cool. Um, I, I felt that way to, for the beta. I feel that way now that it's actually released. Um, and I guess we should talk about the actual game itself. So, I mean, like it's it's like a futuristic dodgeball kind of where, like, I mean, it clearly takes place some point in the future where um, you know you have two hits before you are knocked out. 
um, and you have different types of balls. So like the regular one is like, you know, the one you get hit once and that's like one heart off of yourself and you get it again with it and you're out. Um, although you do respawn and the first one to 10 KOs uh, wins the round and you play two out of three rounds. Um, this, the twist is that you have a variety of different uh, balls that you can actually throw at people. So you have like one called a cage ball where you mm -hmm. throw that at someone and it turns them into a ball that, that like yeah. can be that you can throw like either, as we found out, into <laughs> a pit or like <laughs> off the side of the, the level. Um, you have another type of ball, by the way, which is called a multi ball. So you get like three or four that you could juggle at once basically and throw immediately or pass to your teammates. Um, it is three V three. So it feels pretty intimate, like in the combat. And it, but I, I actually really like that. Um, uh, Jane, Chris, James, I, I talked about this like a few weeks ago with the beta. I'm way more interested to hear what your thoughts were. Uh, so yeah, go ahead, James. Um, when I first saw this, I wasn't really sure how I felt about it, to be completely honest. Um, it plays a very much like a third person shooter, but I think it's more of a thinking man's game because there's a lot more nuance to when am I throwing the ball? How hard am I going to throw the ball? Um, who am I throwing it at? Because like the way that the game works is if you are being targeted, you get this red frame around your screen and wish you know that, hey, somebody's watching me. So that paranoia pops up in your head and you're like, okay, do I focus on who's in front of me? Is this the targeting to worry about? Is somebody behind me? Should I like just try and get in or get out? So there's a lot of choices that are being made moment to moment in the gameplay. And yeah. I think that that's probably the most engaging part for me. Um, even just trying to coordinate with my friends, like you and um, Chris and Roddy were what, the other night, trying to figure out who's going to be around here. Should we try and team up? Should we try and retreat? Um, and of course, you can worry about your timing on the defensive end, where if you can intercept the ball or catch the ball, then of course you don't get hit and you get a power boost on your next throw. So it's um, it really gives me like Splatoon vibes hmm. with dodgeball, and I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. I, a lot more than I thought I would. So so in the chat, they're, they're asking, um, would you say this is better than Ninjala? So I have no frame of reference. So all right, so I played, uh, I played a little bit of Ninjala, and I feel like that game, since it's you know it's uh it's free for all, it's a little different. I I like this more because like I'm 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 more of like a team oriented like player. Like I love mm -hmm. co op games. Yeah. So like for me, this it it sort of brought back the feeling of like playing pickup dodgeball in school, but like you know playing with your friends. So that's what you know me. Uh, James and Rod did, and just mm -hmm. being able to communicate, and uh, this game is extremely simple, but at the same time, there's, a, there's enough in this game that makes it deep, where, like, I'm still learning, uh, like, how cer like certain throws function. Uh, like, if someone is throwing a ball at you, depending on how far away they are, I could just dash into it and sort of knock it away. So, mm -hmm. there's right. there's a lot of defensive um, things to do, there's a lot of, like, assists, like, you could th uh, if you have a ball in your hand, you get throw it to a teammate and it automatically charges the ball for them to throw a power shot. Uh, so there's mm -hmm. this technique behind that, this technique behind, let's say if I throw a ball and James is right behind me, he can then turn himself into a ball. I could pick him up and throw him. So that adds even more of a, uh, it's like an extra layer of depth to it because um, even with that, like I found out today that when you throw a teammate, Instead of knocking off one heart, it takes off two. So there's there, there's like a trade-off because if you throw your teammate and the opponent catches it, because you can catch thrown balls in this game, mm -hmm. uh, 
essentially if they if they catch uh your teammate they'll have your teammate in their hand and they can just turn around and just launch them off the stage now when you when you when you catch the ball with you know which you know like <laughs> sorry when you catch the ball which lets you not get hit by it is it sort of mm -hmm. like a parry where you have to do it right when it hits you so they're really generous with okay. the window that you have so you could you honestly have like a good Let's say like two second window, two sec, two three. I think two seconds is fair. I, I, would, I you think it's more second, than that? Yeah, I'd say like a second. I think it's, really it's, it's yeah. If you if you know it, a ball feels is coming, long. Yeah. yeah. Compared yeah. to like other games where like if it's a parry, you like you have to be precise. So the trade off yeah. is if you're a little bit off, then you'll catch it, but it's just a regular ball. But if you catch it like at the perfect time, you'll then get like a charged ball, and you could instantly launch it back. So yeah, I just saying. I mean, I know you know. I know we're on the podcast, but I'm just saying. If y'all ever want to play this, I'm down. This looks great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's I'm and down. that's the, and that's another thing about this game is that um, I I'm a little bit confused with how they decided to sort of like sell this game because um, right now uh, there was it the first like ten days ten days first ten days of the game being out it's free free to play um, you're exclusively locked onto the 3v3 mode but um at the same time uh th this game is like i think 20 bucks yeah it's 20 bucks for the standard and 30 for the deluxe yeah so i i don't know when i look at games like this i i you know we it's even though they're completely different games i you know we have to bring up rocket league we got to bring up games that are you know smaller like this but like it just has like it's it's replay value it's you know it's team oriented so like mm -hmm. as as long as you have like a fun group to play with like you could keep playing this game like last night we had a lot of fun yeah uh, didn't i realize how like long we've been playing yeah we, we played, played for some... a we played for a couple hours and yeah. it didn't even feel like it yeah um, this is the kind of thing like if this would have come out you know, like in high school, me and my friends, oh my God, we would have played the fuck out of this. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, like it's, Modern Warfare days. I loved it. It's, it's confusing yeah. that they sort of went with the $20 uh, price point because at the same time, there's microtransactions. So yeah. in this game, when you're playing, uh, you have like your, uh, your season pass meter pretty much, which uh, you, you unlock XP boost, you'll unlock clothing, you'll unlock like different, uh, different aesthetics for the most part. And you can only get it through like playing the game, and then there's like hey, there's a store of course where if you wanted to buy a, uh, cosmetics through there, you could do that too. So I feel like with them having that microtransaction store, mm -hmm. uh, you know this game really could have gone free to free to play because a game like this has to be put in the hands of players for them to really get it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Because I don't I don't think that. It, I don't think that this game is super appealing on a visual level. Like, it doesn't look bad, but the art style is kind of... It, it almost reminds me of, like, a Fortnite, but maybe even more generic than that. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not something that just instantly sticks out in that sense. So I do agree with you, Chris, in the sense that you, you have to get people playing this game to begin with. I think the word of mouth right. on this is already very, very strong. Um, oh, yeah. I, I heard just anecdotally from, like, people I know um, that who are not super adventurous when it comes to just games in general, that they're like, hey, I've been seeing this thing on Instagram or Twitter or on Twitch or whatever, and I kind of want to try it. And they've tried it and loved it. Um, right. So, I, I mean, again, anecdotes, but, I mean, I, I think that it just speaks to the power that this game has. Um, my second point, Chris, is to 
your surprise at, at, at $20. I was surprised too, until I realized like, yeah, EA is actually publishing this. Right. <laughs> so I, 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 feel like, I feel like that's the primary reason. I do wonder if it was anyone else, um, you know, even if this de developer decided to self-publish, like I, I feel like a free-to-play option is just right there for the taking. Like, that seems like the, the ideal way. I mean, even the store itself is set up. I mean, you can play the game normally if you played overwatch or or warzone or something where like the just the more you play the game you can get cosmetics and all that shit for free basically quote unquote free you're just st sacrificing your time obviously for gotcha. playing the game um and and that doesn't feel predatory like we were talking about that before the show started like there's there's practices where you can kind of go wrong in that and i don't feel like knockout city does that incorrectly so it, it does give me pause when i see that 20 dollar uh, price tag on it. And I'm just like, mm, that's a great price, but man, I, I, I just don't know if it's enough to get people like playing it consistently. Like I, I hope that it has, it continues to have the word of mouth and I would wager anything that that's really the reason behind the first 10 days being free. Right. Like they, they, they felt that energy, mm -hmm. um, even maybe even from the beta, probably even before them with alpha testing and knew they had a hit on their hands, but you know, EA being EA, they probably want to charge up front for it. So, yeah. You know, it's, it's there's so many games. I was just literally before we got on stream, I was playing a game on the Switch called Hyper Jam, mm -hmm. uh, which is great. Devs did a great job. Online multiplayer is open. But that's the thing is if nobody's playing, then it's essentially no fun because there's really there's not an AI in it. Uh, or there is, but it's just like for tutorial, which which you could say, well, why didn't they just put that in there? But that's the point of games like this is to play with your friends. Yeah. Um, now, I think just as an example, I think Hyperjam did it right on the title screen. You can click on the Discord and it gives you the QR code so you can find other people that are playing at any time, even if the game's been abandoned. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Discord still has folks in it, which is great, which is how I was playing. Hmm. But I think hmm. the entire success of something like this is, yeah, how many people are going to play it? Are they are they up to date and with it in terms of Discord, in terms of Twitch integration, in terms mm -hmm. of like making sure the framework is laid out so that in two years when these devs get tired of it or EA moves on to something else that's going to make them more money, is mm -hmm. the, the framework there for people to continue to enjoy it? You know, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I just downloaded it and it said free at least for now, and I'd love to give this a shot. I mean, it, it looks like great fun, and I love that. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I play lots of games that are very violent or R-rated or X-rated or whatever. I mean, there's tons of stuff on Itch.io and Steam that all fit that. But I also think there's no substitution for just, like, a really good fun game that's not about shooting people in the face. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's all about the, the horrifying sound of a, a dodgeball hitting you in the face. <laughs> right. <laughs> that classic gym moment. Yes. Yeah, the memories of the gym. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I – yeah, I'm I'm – this is definitely a recommendation for me. Like I'll straight up and like even this is we, we usually try and give it like you know one or like about two weeks before we're like you know thumbs up thumbs down give it more time. Nah, I'm good. I get it. This game is fun. Yeah, I'd cool. agree because I had no interest in this game. Yeah, you, you initially guys... you initially didn't even really care for it, right? Because you had issues with lag. Right. When I was trying to play it before in the uh, tutorials section, I don't know. Maybe it's just my internet connection. I don't know yeah. why I'd be messing up my tutorials, but like. <laughs> Everything felt floaty. My controls felt off. Aiming was difficult. So, I think I think but, they've had, they've had server issues because this is. I, I think when I tried to play this morning, there was like a server issue. Um, well, so that can only be good. Yeah, 
<laughs> and and it was early in the morning too, so I was like, yo, like who's on playing right now? But I mm-hmm. I get it. The game is fun. Like I I I turned the game on before going to work. I instead of making breakfast, I played this game. That was my breakfast. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> and yeah. healthy diet. And and, and, and the worst part is that. Oh, I guess no. It's the ironic part is that um it was it's it was a breakfast full of salt because I went ranked and oh man, if you, if you play any game that has like a ranked mode, um, luckily didn't hear people, but like I felt it in the gameplay, but the, the opposite team, all pros, like what was it? Global gym from dodgeball. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was global, global gym versus, uh, what was it? Average Joe's. Average That's Joe's, exactly yeah. what it felt like this morning. So, <laughs> Um, nice. But I'm I'm still like I'm excited to jump back. I'm probably gonna play it after we get off of this. So um, it's, it's a great it's game. It's interesting that Kimawa and and Chris, I'm down. Just I'm I'm down. Like let me know. It, you say it is cross play, yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's excellent because that immediately brings in a bunch of people who only have Switch. It's it's um, cross play, and the best thing. Once again, we say this all the time, y'all, and we're not paid, so don't say that we're a shill. Like no, it's just that good of a value. Game Pass there is the is. best value in gaming, y'all. This game yeah. is on Game Pass. So, if you have an Xbox, go ahead and join. You already it. in. You had got it. You already in. So, so look, just to clarify, though, like, like I just got it on the PSN just because I'm sitting right here with the PlayStation, and it said free. Mm-hmm. Is is the Game Pass version like a more full-bodied version? It's the actual game. Okay. Okay. So I'll just get it on there then. Yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds great. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's it's cross progression. Like I started on PlayStation Five, uh, and I'm gonna switch over to Xbox once the ten days is up. I just started because of uh, like personal reasons. I the Xbox was being used, so I was like, all right, I'm yeah. gonna play this on PlayStation. But now I can actually just download the Xbox version, uh, find my username, and then do the cross progression there. Keep my clan. We have a should I play that podcast clan. Join up S I P T podcast. Um, Total plug. And uh, <laughs> of course, and yeah, so I'll be able to keep all of that information, which is awesome. Love yeah, cool. that. And, and shout out to them because not a lot of ga- like a lot of games now are just like I guess learning how to do crossplay or trying to like integrate that into their systems. But mm-hmm. like being able to just like go from one system to another and just seem it's just seamless. Like it's it's great. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know you were on a different console, Roddy. Yeah, yeah, was- yeah. I was on a PS5 at the time, so yeah. that's way cool. That's way cool. Because then nobody gets left out, you know. Not everybody has every system. It's it's just like crossplay is just. I mean, I mean, it goes without saying, right? It's cliche at this point, but like every multiplayer game needs to have a focus on crossplay. Um, yep. Just from now, from this point forward, if you don't have crossplay and you're a dev, you are personally damaging your own brand. Like that's what <laughs> that's what's happening because it, you know there's 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 Fortnite, there's Spellbreak, there's Rocket League, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's just like. It just seems like a huge. It, it almost seems like if I was, you know, working at IGN, I would give someone like a whole number le- less for it not being crossplay. Like that's that's where we're at. <laughs> you know what I'm Six out of ten, not enough crossplay. Right? Too, <laughs> for too, real. too much water. There it is. <laughs> it's but, just water. But yeah, it's it's this is definitely a recommendation, y'all. Um, like we said, Game Pass is easy. Just just download it, play it. Uh, people that are watching this live, I think, how many was it? When, when does the, this thing end? The free week? Uh, I free think in like four days so, or something. Yeah, four days to, you know, see if you like it. And I feel like don't jump into this game solo because this is a game that you would want to play uh, with friends. 
You yeah. want to have headsets. You want to communicate because that was that was honestly like the the night and day difference for me from like playing last night to this morning was that there was like no team synergy. Uh, and I sh- and, I, and I did rank. That was stupid. I should have just did like a regular game. But that's that's mm-hmm. all I mean. I I wanted the extra salt in my breakfast. You so got it, yeah, and I got it. <laughs> but yeah, definitely a thumbs up. And uh, you know, I th- I think this this will be a game that's gonna stay in a rotation. I hope. I, I say that. I, I say this, and then next week I'm like, y'all, the, uh, d- delete it. I'm, I, I, this game is uninstalled. <laughs> nah, as long as I, like die halfway through its life cycle, and that's the point to me or something. Oh that's the God. that's the worst. That's the thing that I'm worried about is like, yeah. how are they gonna keep this fresh? Which mm-hmm. I mean, they've already shown that they're gonna like introduce new levels. Uh, yeah. They're doing uh, different seasons, so they they have like a, they have a you know a plan on, on what they want to do. Yeah, their roadmap is extensive. They're doing a lot of things, uh, playlist events, uh, specific events correlating the seasons, um, new maps, every like new types of balls. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to be continually updating this pretty often, which is cool. Cool. I'm down for it. Yeah, so that's uh, that game. I think, um, Ron and James, that was, that's for the most part what y'all have played this week, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I finished the first Famicom Detective Club game. Uh, that was really good. Uh, I'll probably have more to say next week when I likely finish the second one. I haven't started it yet, but it's not that long, so I'll probably finish it and, and probably close the book on that uh, series. Very good, though. I, I've, I've been pleased. A little frustrating at times, kind of like what I mentioned before. It is clearly a game from the 80s, uh, mm-hmm. late 80s, point and click. But but I honestly didn't get stuck as much as I thought I would, and that was nice. The animation was beautiful, the music was great, and I enjoyed the story, even if I saw some of the twists coming uh, a few chapters beforehand. It was, it was still really, really cool, and I can't wait to jump into the second one. The second one is apparently even better than that first, so I'm hyped. Nice. Um, no, I just oh. no. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say like I've also just jumped back into Mass Effect. Not really too much else to report at this time. Haven't made it to two yet, and I uh, started a little bit of Bio Mutant. Oh, like, how is and, that? I I have not gotten far enough to make a clear decision yet, but okay. I will say that it has a lot of potential. Cool. Okay. Uh, how how yeah. how much of it have you played? Because I'm, I'm, I'm literally this close to buying it, but I'm just afraid I'm gonna buy the game and like not play it. I'm legit like 30 minutes. I, I just I went to go play it before, had to do the download. We played Knockout City, and then I came home today. I was like, I at least try it. But um, I'll have more next week for sure. Um, is it like not that I need to talk about anymore because I talked about all those games? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have been playing one other thing quite a bit though. Okay. Um, can we talk about like emulators and shit? Is that a yep. thing? Yeah. I'm down with a good emulator. Okay, so there's this really cool emulator out there right now. It's called Null DC Bear, which stands for Beat 'em All Raw, which sounds way more sexual than it should. Um, <laughs> but somebody figured out how to take Null DC, which is inherently a Dreamcast emulator, and network it so that now you can finally. Play Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Capcom vs. SNK 2, Project Justice, Tech Romancer, all the Dreamcast fighting games, all work online, full frames, rollback netcode. It like, it's like awesome. So I've been playing a lot of that until Guilty Gear Strive comes out and until Oro and Akira 
are in mm. Street Fighter Five. Oh yeah, okay. yes, yeah. Okay. Wake me up Before those, that's what I'm playing. I need that Oro in Street Fighter Five. Okay. Yeah, for real. But but yeah, I've been I've been practicing with Akira in Project Justice using Null DC Bear with some friends. There's a whole Discord for it. It's yeah. really easy to set up. It has like all the games in it. Um, it also surprisingly runs Saturn and PS1 games, and those can be networked. It's a whole thing. So okay. just saying. Um, okay, I'm done with that. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. And, Oh, what? go ahead. No, go ahead, Herb. You're good. I was just going to say, for those of you out there who don't realize how big of a deal that is, there is currently no way to play Capcom vs. SNK2 online anywhere, ever, um, basically. Basically. Okay. Uh, and Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which is my favorite, and a lot of people that was their favorite, uh, unless you already bought it on PS3 360 10 years ago, you know, they, they took it off the store. There's really no way to play it online. Hmm. So just saying this is one of those things where I'm like, if you enjoyed those at all, this is the kind of thing you want to you want to check out. Yeah. Um, I'll put the link here in our chat just so y'all okay. can see. Yes, please. Yes. yes excellent. Excellent. Oh, one thing I know, Chris, we, we got to wrap this up. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I, I cannot I cannot go on without like asking her real quick. What did you th did you play Guilty Gear Strive the beta? Oh, yeah, both times. Okay, uh, tell me what you thought, because I played it as well, but I'm sure you're more versed in Guilty Gear than me. So Okay, so first of all, the animation and, for that matter, the loading times of said animation yeah. make Street Fighter V look like garbage. Yeah. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Like, yeah. and, and Tekken, for that matter. I love Tekken, mm. and I love Street Fighter V, mm -hmm. but they both take way too long to load something that looks not even not even close like like the guilty gear the ceiling of how good their animation you're you're playing a living anime with full seamless cutscenes mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you know the the story mode is literally a 3 hour anime you know a full fully like the, the guy who dev the whole thing wrote and and played all of the music like guilty gear is just like the fighting game like fan passion project that yeah. birthed out of the 90s and ex darkstalkers players and you know i am trying to think of what his name is now uh who makes the whole thing uh but yeah guilty gear honestly i thought the beta was fantastic yeah um it's it's daisuke ishiwatari is the guy okay um he he basically devved the entire first guilty game uh, Guilty Gear game. He did all the music for it. He came up with all the characters for it. He drew all the animations for it initially, and then he started hiring a team. Um, but yeah, this new one looks good. The only thing really that was kind of like, eh, is that uh, they they did simplify the fighting system a little bit. It's not, you know, it's not Dive Kick. It's not Fantasy Strike. It's not that simple, but it's like, it's definitely not Guilty Gear Accent Core Plus. That's what um, I. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but Does that's it okay. feel more like Dragon Ball. Um. Well, yes. Yes. That's a good comparison because a, a lot of times you really don't have to do too much to get to a super. Yeah, like, I, I, I would say generally the game speed feels a little slower though. In, definitely slower. In, yeah. In DBZ, so I wouldn't expect like that sort of locomotion in it. Um. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but yeah. that's not a bad thing. I, I think. Right. I think right. A lot more people are going to get into Guilty Gear, and they should, yeah. because I was just talking about this prior to the podcast but i think so much of like art gaming media comes down to perspective and if your perspective is that you've only ever played street fighter or tekken this game will blow your mind because mm. it does what those do in terms of hype in terms of character design in terms of combos but just 
it just looks better and it's just quicker. It's just like boom, boom. And the, the, the net codes all roll back. Like they, they know exactly what they're doing with this. Um, really, other than a little bit of simplifying, like for instance, you can't do destruction moves anymore, which if you don't know Guilty Gear, when you press all four buttons, uh, either in the first or second round, uh, you, you turn red, your bar changes into another bar, and you can do a single move that kills your opponent in one hit if you pull it off. Um, mm. They took that out, and that that has existed in every Guilty Gear since the since the 90s. So that's mm. kind of weird because I really liked that. Like, if you're good at that, somebody could be way better than you in terms of skill or rank, and you can yeah. just pull a destruction move and they're done. Yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, the online lobbies are a little weird. But yeah, you so know, you fucked. get used to it. That's <laughs> what I've heard. Yeah, it's a little weird. But yeah. like, at the same time, I'm like, okay, if that's the only real drawback. Right. Fine. Wait, weird, weird, weird. How? I, I, I don't find them to be effective at all. Like, now I will say that netcode itself is fantastic. Don't yeah. have any complaints okay. at all. I just don't find the need for any of like any sort of anime fighter to have these like little chibi or pixel characters running around a lobby. Like, just put me in a screen, please. Like, that's all I want from it. And half the time when I tried matchmaking, I don't know how it was for you, Herb, but but my experience was, like, dropped connections and not, like, during the game, but, like, queuing up for a match. Like, I couldn't even get people consistently. Yeah, like, when you're, like, trying to put yourself in ready, and right. it, it doesn't always, like, do it. Um, the great thing, though, and I don't know if you saw it, Rod, but they put out a whole thing, uh, a whole survey, and you can, like, do the survey and mm -hmm. and they're they're watching that stuff really closely like that's the thing is arc system uh they really seem to like give a shit about yeah. whether people like it or not which is which yeah. I, I wish capcom would listen more you know in the same way that this company is because they really want this to be good they don't want you to not play it they want it to be they want it to be the next street fighter or tekken and for the fgc it is but for the casual gamer most yeah. people have never even heard of guilty gear yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's that's a good comparison like i really do get the sense from playing this that this that they're trying to make this the guilty gear like to end all guilty gears like the, like if you never played one before this is yeah. the one to play that's what i've gotten from it like um, I've, I actually... I've dabbled in it before, but like just looking at this game, it looks it looks really good. It's mm -hmm. phenomenal. It looks great. And uh, you have I'm a PS5, it's gonna look even better. <laughs> in the chat there, and then in our chat, that's the survey. So if you played it at all, please go fill it out because they do listen. Perfect. And I I went like on a whole tirade. Like they had all these questions, and then they yeah. have a section where you can write what you want. And I'm like, look, I love all this, 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 and this, but please just give us a lobby that makes sense. Um. The, the lobby is basically like this big room that's a 2D platformer, um, and you can create your avatar like however you want. Like, I had a Faust bag over my head, but I had, like, like uh, Eno, Eno leggings, right? And then I had, like, <laughs> nice. Soul nice. Bagai shoes and, like, you know, whatever. All right. Um, and you, you, you walk and jump around this lobby, and you actually see people next to each other doing, like, a fight animation because they're in a fight. Um, and you have to walk up to someone and be like, you know, let's fight. But it's just the way they do it, and there's just there's like too many menus. It's kind of yeah. a little convoluted. Yeah. Um. It, it's like so, you know. Does it take longer to get into a match from the lobby than like the actual like match itself? N no, it's not that bad. Okay. Um, but like, it's just it's just more it's more complicated than it needs to be. Gotcha. Um. It's mm. not bad, but if I had to say any negative about the beta, that's that's the one. Is that is that like, you know. You know, for for my hardcore ass, the fighting got a little simpler, but that's not really the, the the downside. The downside is the fact that the lobbies are just kind of confusing. 
Yeah. You know? Hmm. Um, but shame. once you're in the fight, and for that matter, again, loading times, even on Wi-Fi and stuff, like, the game just, like, works really well. And it makes a lot of other prominent fighters, ones that were going to be at EVO, ones that everybody talks about, kind of seem a little like, wow, y'all need to do some homework and check out Arc System, because they, they know exactly what they're doing. They even went back and put rollback netcode into Guilty Gear Accent Core on Steam. So now when you play that, it has brand new netcode as of 2020, um, which is just incredible. They did the same thing with uh, KOF 2002. That has rollback netcode also. Oh, like, right. Yeah. You I know, about that. Just because they care enough to do it. And I was say, that's cool to see because most uh, developers, they don't they don't, they don't do that. Once once they like finished with the once game. Once it's out, it's it. out. Yeah. Right. I didn't yeah. know that was possible. They made it seem like it just couldn't be done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what Nintendo wants you to think with Smash. <laughs> right. <laughs> <sighs> oh, you, Sakurai. I know you care. Right. Yeah, Sakurai cares. Sakurai cares. He does. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and jump into our news. Uh this week I feel like the the news this week is sort of is sort of tame. Uh next week, stay tuned because there's there's a lot of news uh dropping tomorrow. So um y- y'all excited for E three on the corner? Anybody? Sure. I'm always down for new games, man. Tell me. Uh, yeah, I'm always down to see like what's happening. Yeah. I, w- I want to watch some trailers for sure. Yeah. Let's... What can I play on my PS5 this year? Yeah. Right. <laughs> where can I? Yeah. Where can people find a PS5? Um, <laughs> I ain't got nothing for you there, bud. I don't know. Imagine, <laughs> imagine E3 drops and they just come out with a, an announcement like, "Hey, hey, we're Sony, and guess what? We're just going to make new brick and mortar stores are, that are just where you can purely buy PS5s. <laughs> like, right. Like the PS5 store. There you or go. give us a date and time that you can buy a PS5, but actually send the link, like, or activate it out an hour after your presentation and not on the actual day and time. Yeah, they should do that again. <laughs> at, at one point, weren't they saying that they were sending out, like, invites to, to, to buy them? Like, specifically yeah. to, like, each yes. PSN? Yes, they were. What happened? Sony, I guess. I don't know. Uh, well, um, it's, it's talking about like disappointing stuff. Let's go ahead and talk about our first story, um, which I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it's disappointing. I because I'm hearing, I guess, back and forth with uh, this update. But Ubisoft was in the news this week, and it's more or less an update of uh, what's going on in the culture of Ubisoft, like with the it was like allegations uh through like hr that like oh rod do you you have you know what happened at ubisoft Uh, last year yeah various um heads of development were accused of sexual abuse or sexual assault um like within the workplace uh harassment and they were ousted um essentially uh, but Eve's Garmion, I can always, I always fuck up his name. Um, he ha- is like, you know, the head, the director, the ringleader, CEO of of Ubisoft, um, who a lot of people say that, you know, he needs to fall on the sword for that uh, because he let it go on. A lot of these people who were accused were people in his kind of inner circle. Um, and the the kicker here is that the the news was that he released a statement saying hey we've made all these changes and in the same week uh there was like a kotaku or game industry article some some article like that uh, some outlet 
reported on uh, the fact that anonymously, there were a lot of Ubisoft employees coming out saying, hey, not much has changed, actually. Um, almost nothing. All the promises that they've made up to this point have not occurred. Um, so it's it's really unfortunate. Um, I can't say totally unexpected. I would actually say it's disappointing on, a, on some level because you would hope that accountability is important um mm -hmm. in the game industry particularly at higher points of of employment but uh, it isn't <laughs> so yeah we kind of are where we are um yeah that's that's what's happening i'm just right glad now. people are stepping up and saying me too you know it takes sure. it yeah. takes a lot of guts to do that yeah. and for for every person that you know there, there are a lot of people out there who are like oh they're just making it up or this or that you know what you know what some probably are some but if you've ever been a victim of any sort of violence, even if it's just bullying or anything in your family, you know that it takes a lot of strength and it puts a lot of fire on you when you say, hey, this person, this person abused me, you know, or this shit happened at this job or whatever. Like mm -hmm. that, it's almost, it's very scary to do. And it's very scary mm -hmm. to feel like people are going to have your back. So I'm just like, believe victims. You know yeah. I mean? I, yeah. I mean, believe victims, like the, the, the number of, of accounts that have been proven to be fabricated. Did we lose him? Oh, did we lose him? Oh, man. Oh, no. He was in the middle of explaining something. I'm pretty sure he was going to say, like, a majority of the uh, those claims do end up being true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just, it's good that people are feeling comfortable enough to say, hey, like, enough. Like, we've had enough of this. Like, this is right. what's going on here. If, if you are going to buy our games, if you're going to support us, you need to know what's happening here. Because it's like, you, you don't come to work for that sort of thing. Right. Like right. If, if anybody that works a job knows that it's stressful enough just doing what you need to do on a daily, mm. whether that's you're in customer service, or you're in game development, you're in retail, you're whatever. Like you don't need your boss or your boss's boss or whatever, like having more like feeling they have more control over you, taking your agency as a person, that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And so it's just like, especially coming off of last year where we had this conversation and you promised us we were going to do better. It's been a whole year. You didn't have a lot else to do. Like, it's not like you guys are at the office every day. What happened? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting that they tried to put out, like, this damage control of, like, you know, 14,000 employees participated in assessments. Uh, There's an anonymous questionnaire. Uh, 2,000 employees took part in focus groups and listening sessions. Listening sessions, y'all. They're, 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 they're taking note. So whether wow. or not they do something with it, that's what's important. It's all about the action. Mm -hmm. Uh, that these companies do so mm -hmm. uh I, I guess we'll see um you know where where this goes but that's that's what's uh you know going on with ubisoft right now uh another bit of news that sort of came out is that uh there there's a lot of you know switches out in the wild y'all um they put out the q1 console hardware sell-through performance and let's just play a game y'all you know people in the chat everyone on the show where do you feel that you know these systems ranked between the switch ps5 and xbox series x where do you think who's who's the who's the champ here i mean it's gotta be and, Sony, and, right? and by and by how much of a like lead do you think they have but we're talking about switch ps5 and xbox series mm -hmm. and, and ps4 and, though i think is still there because it really a lot of people have not gotten a PS5, and the PS4 was like the king of the last gen. And mm -hmm. I think 
I think they're still. I, I could be wrong, but I think PS4 is still up there in that conversation. Um, a lot of people still have one, and like, I don't know. They, like, like, you, like you said, James. Like, it's kind of like this year. I'm waiting to see the thing that's going to make me buy a PS5 because I still don't see it yet. For me mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. So it's it's really it's you got to think of you know we just came through like this you know we're and we're still in a pandemic guys but you yeah, know yeah. uh the, the switch you were able to buy a switch and the switch has some bangers come out over quarantine so uh i think what? It's, uh, right at the start even right at the start yeah with like animal crossing um and then wasn't there a shortage though of switches at the very beginning of all this there was when but switch then, dropped yeah Yo, well, no, like at the beginning of the pandemic, there was like yeah, the a, beginning yeah. of the pandemic, yeah. Well, it's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was, but like I'd never like it's not like PlayStation and Xbox where like people just can't even find them in stores. Sure, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. see if I go to Best Buy right now, can I find a Nintendo Switch? Probably. Yeah. I feel like we've done this on the show before. <laughs> we've tried to look this up, and the answer was was no. Actually, um, yeah, I can get it in two days. Can you? Oh wow, okay, yeah, they're okay. doing better. So, so, so I, and I was gonna say, um, um, and then in the in the chat, you know, people were saying Switch, uh, it's true. Switch is number one. They yep. sold about okay. uh, five five point eight six million units. In, yeah, Switch is a beast. Uh, mm-hmm. The first quarter of twenty twenty one. That's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah, I'm telling you, Nintendo. They have their flagship IPs. First of all, second of all, they understand that although some people are always going to you know prefer graphics and things like that, most people when they play video games, they just want to have fun and they also just want that shit to work. They want mm-hmm. to press one button, the system turns on. They want to press one more button, the, the game starts. That's it. And yeah. as a person who sets up systems all the time, the Switch is the easiest. The Switch is yes. the easiest by far. It's like it, there's no – there's no if there's updating, it takes, like, no time. It doesn't in the background. I don't have to worry about it. It's not a thing. There's no, like, weird bugs. There's no, oh, we, there's, sorry, there's an error. There's none of that. It just, it just works, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So I the, the thing I want to say real quick about mm-hmm. the PS5 and series sales is that like right now it's a little deceiving just because they're selling everything that they're shipping. So so, true. Yeah. so we we really don't know at the moment like what those numbers would actually be like if they just had limitless supply or you know surprise coronavirus didn't happen. Um so any of that stuff. Like I I'm very curious to see like from a yeah, maybe a year or so from now like what these numbers shake out to be. Not in that Nintendo, like anyone's going to catch up to Switch at the moment. I mean, who knows? Switch, again, is like just a monster that just can't seemingly be stopped. <laughs> um, but yeah, in a year or two's time, I, I'd be interested to revisit these numbers. Yeah, it says like PS5 is the fastest selling console right now, but that doesn't, that's, that's, that's some wordplay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wait, so do they mean like in the sense of that, that, you know, no one can hold them in stores, like, the fastest that way? Or, like, if, like I guess more or less, like, as soon as the system is, like, on the shelves, it's immediately being sold. I think that's what they mean. I'm just, I just, I Googled it real quick, like, top-selling consoles 2021. It says PS5, according to VentureBeat, is the fastest-selling U.S. console ever. But, like, I'm kind of like, well, sure, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's selling the best or that the most people have it. Right. right. It's like every store got like 15 units and like <laughs> right. all 15 units. Sold. Is, right. right, right. Exactly. It's not going to be hard to sell all of those. Um, um, but I yeah. Just, just a little history here. Uh, I just looked this up the other day and I just thought it was kind of fascinating. Um, so the original Nintendo Game Boy, right? Graphically, hardware, technically on every level, inferior to the Atari Lynx, the Game Gear, the Turbo Express, every other imitator. 
and yet the original Game Boy outsold all of them and is still in like the top 10 of best-selling devices of all time for a little black and white thing that ran off four double A's that had like chibi versions of NES games. And again, that whole thing started with uh, uh, Gunpei Yokoi. Literally, he was on a bus in Japan. He was looking at other people on, on the bus or on the train, and he saw some kid playing with a calculator, and he thought to himself, what if we made a device that had games on it that was like a calculator? You know what I mean? And it's just like, all I'm saying is, it, it, to me, that's a very inspiring notion to know that, like, it doesn't have to have the best graphics, doesn't have to be in color, doesn't have to have Wi-Fi, doesn't have to have, like, mm. anything that the competition has. It just has to be fun and work well and have decent battery life. Like, that's... People just want to have fun, you know? Nintendo Nintendo always seems to hone in on, like, this deep desire for us to just have fun. Um, and as much as I love Xbox and PlayStation and everything else that's come out ever, I mean, you got to hand it to Nintendo. They know exactly what they're doing. The Switch, the Switch tablet itself, this thing right here, this mm. thing, the hardware is really not that amazing. It's not that beefy. It's like a really decent, you know. It's, it's like it's like a. It's a really it like old when it came out. Yeah, right? it was old when it came. Right, right. It was like a, it was like a very souped up Kindle Fire. Yet yeah. this is what people are playing right now. You know what I mean? It's, it blows my mind. I'm just like Nintendo. They've got some secrets. They've got they've got ancient secrets. I get, I get reminded every time I try to play um, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I put it online, and like it becomes a slideshow. Yeah. Of the frame oh. rates. Oh, that's another thing. Just random. Um, I have it right here, though. This is a. It's called an a U Green. This is the LAN adapter for Switch. This has changed my life when it comes to playing Smash Online. Just mm. saying. Uh, huh. It plugs in USB. It, it and the Switch. Once you plug it in, it has a different symbol that recognizes that it's on LAN. It makes Smash totally playable online. Yes. Just saying. So Nintendo, you hear that, right? If if, if yeah. or when we get a Switch Pro. It needs right. to just have it inherently. Yeah. yeah. In, in the dock. In the dock. Oh, and also integrate party chat into the Switch. Oh my god. Dude, I tried yeah. to play uh Splatoon 2 uh <laughs> last weekend and that was a miserable experience, like, of trying to just even play with someone in the same room as me <laughs> online. Like really? and the fact that we couldn't even yeah, and we couldn't even play like in the same team like we couldn't party up or group up that game does not have a party up option you just have to join on someone in game mm -hmm. like hmm. like they have to join a matchmaking game and you have to join on them somehow you would just somehow log on and know that they're on just assuming that they're not in the same place as i am and and hope that you join the game and that you're on the same team it's wild yeah, it's fucking wild. So Splatoon three, they better have some <laughs> some more shit than that. I was gonna say, um, but everyone has phones, right? That's how you do party chat. Oh, don't no. do that to right, me. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> Put that away. I, I swear that like that's where I really want them to focus on. They have the fun down. They've got like the games I want to play. All right, great, awesome. Where is my online functionality? Like, I can't even yep. message people like on my friends list. Like, how right, I right. Like, to. can I can I get like a switch home theme or something too? Something. Like, just just something. Yeah. yeah. Now, now to be fair, for ninety percent of anything I play online, as far as voice chat, it's Discord. But like, I don't even fuck with whatever the game has. But it still should have it because right. a lot of people just aren't set up for that. And Discord right. is great, but it's you know, 
it's got a bit of a learning curve. It's not for everybody. You know, Discord right. is, I feel like, for, you know, people who use the internet all the time. But, right. like, mm -hmm. it's, it's still not... It's still a third-party app that you have to yes. go to. Like, exactly. it's not just in front of you. Right. Yeah, and Switch, I, I was just looking at it. It ha There's a menu here where you can go up to, like, your, your icon, and then there's, like, a menu below that, which only happened in the past six months or whatever, where you can look at, like, party invites from various games. But there's oh. never anything in there, and only – it's up to each game dev to, like, utilize that. So mm. it's not something that Nintendo – like, if they don't do it and they don't tell the devs, then the devs just kind of have to come up with whatever they come up with. And for, like, Invisigun or for Hyperjam, there are things in place because they've set it up that way. But if the devs don't really get the funding or they don't get, like, the know-how of, like, this is how you do it on the Switch, mm -hmm. Nintendo just is kind of like, whatever. They can play local, you know? Um <laughs> Like when 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 Hyrule Warriors when the second one came out and it didn't have online I was like I'm like I'm going to bed like <laughs> <laughs> like just just how dare you you know um, but anyway we could, we could rant about that all the time all right. um, isn't it amazing though isn't it amazing though top selling top selling still doesn't have voice chat doesn't have... Mm -mm. Mm -mm. what does Don't... that say what does that what does that mean y'all like does that mean that like it's all about that the standards are too high? Does that mean that they just have the secret? Like, what is it? So I think it's it's a good price point. I think yeah. that, you know, you hear Nintendo, you know you're going to have, you know, solid games. You have, uh, and, and this is a running joke, Herb, at this point. By, um, anytime we talk about Switch, it gets brought up. You have to. Chris, have you played Mario Odyssey yet? No, Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, Galaxy. And once again, it's still in the, Dude, in the plastic. So you're just, like, torturing me at this point. So, uh, her, <laughs> by the way, um, so both of these guys said, both of my co-hosts who I do this show with every single week, and I've dedicated my, my life and time to, have both said that they would like to play Days Gone before they played Super Mario Galaxy. Wow. I mean, Days Gone is fun and everything, but it's very much like Mario Galaxy. Honestly, as 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 old head as I am, Mario Galaxy is like the best 3D Mario. Like, thank you. There you go. It, I love 64. Mm -hmm. I loved you know uh, 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 Sunshine. Sure, sure. I even loved the the, the Rabbids. I loved uh, what's what's the other one? Uh, Mario 3D, 3D World. World. Yeah. Those are cool. Whatever. But Galaxy is a masterpiece. Like it's it's just like. It's one of those things, again, where, like, you played every platforming game. You played all the Crocs and the Spyros and the Crashes and the, all of it. Mm, Croc, wow. But, but they still managed to twist it into a yep. way that it's like, wow, I've literally never seen that before. Yeah. Like, but, and, then, and then they have the audacity not to put Galaxy 2 on that collection. How okay, so let, let me just make clear to <laughs> save my name here. I've played Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. I've done it. It's just me. It's just me at this point. This <laughs> I, I was about to say, y'all, have you, have you seen the, the motorcycle physics in this game? Oh, like, just, right. listen, just a, listen, just the other day, I saw like a, like a, a bike gang sort of like you know ride together down the highway and i was like man i could do that in days gone and like kill some zombies kill some zombies yeah <laughs> throw a couple of molotovs burn up a nest mm -hmm. a little stealth action let's yep. go resources it's fun what's the next news item you <laughs> days <laughs> gone too actually <laughs> no, wait this really one's... no sorry uh, <laughs> no, this like, one thank god <laughs> this one this one's for you rod this this whole section is just for you yeah, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Overwatch Two and the new info that dropped. Excellent, Ooh. excellent. Yes, yes. Overwatch Two. Uh, so it was awesome. Last week they dropped a two-hour stream of Overwatch Two footage, and it was PVP only. So they've talked about the PVE stuff extensively, but they've been very quiet 
uh, for PvP. Um, right. Now, I'm a big, big Overwatch fan. You probably know that if you've been listening to the show for a while. <clears throat> um, I, it is the one game that I play consistently. Um, Who's your main? Yeah, what, was this? what was it to say, Herb? Who's your main? Uh, okay, so I like I like a lot of characters. I would I would probably say I play McCree, Tracer, Reaper a lot. Um, but I'm forced into Reinhardt because no one wants to main tank ever. Um, but Who wants Reinhardt, that pressure. But main, I mean, Ryan is cool. I mean, you're right, James. I mean, that that's that's the question that people <laughs> ask themselves. Um, so when I main tank, which I have when I have to fill, like I'm playing Ryan, and that's cool. I like Ryan. Um, but so with with this. Uh, we've been kind of playing a static game for the past like year or so. Blizzard has not really done much to uh, change uh, Overwatch. But right now, I will say that the tweaks that they've made up to this point make it into the best best spot that Overwatch has ever been. So what has Blizzard done at this point? They say, what can we do with Overwatch 2 to really fuck things up? Um, not even like in a bad like in a bad way. No, I don't. I don't mean like oh they fucked it up as in it's bad. Like just kind of shake the formula basically. Yeah. And and uh, what they've done is they have made the game five v five. They have taken away the main or really one of the tank roles, um, and that is a big game change. So a lot of people might say, okay, they subtracted a player. Like, well, who cares? Um, well, it's a big deal because taking away one of the one of the tank roles means that fights can now be more dynamic. That also changes the utility of a main tank, which is a Ryan, Winston, um, or a Arissa. Um, maybe sigma but then it also delineates them from the off tanks like a hog or a diva um it also means that you know you no longer have to synergize with another tank which means that the tank queue is typically the lowest it's it's the one that needs the most players to to start a game usually uh, because again like james said like no one wants the pressure of tanking um i also think that tanking is one of the it is the harder role like out of the other two um from support and DPS. DPS, you point, aim, shoot, uh, support, mm -hmm. keep your team topped up. I'm not saying that those are easy necessarily, but like I'm saying that they're easy in concept. They're easy to um, to realize what it, what you do. What do I do with Mercy? Hold the beam trigger, heal my team. What do I do with Soldier? Aim the gun, pull the trigger. Uh, with Ryan, there's a lot of different things you have to be cognizant of, like where your positioning is on the team. You have to make space between yourself and the other team. I don't want to get like too deep into like Overwatch meta here, but like you know that's it. These are the kind of things that that making the game five v five is is going to change going forward. Um, cool. So they've done that. They revealed a bunch of new maps. Uh, with, I think they talked about three or four of them. Uh, one of which is Lucio's hometown, and I think it was Rio somewhere um and it was awesome because it actually takes place in like his club uh in in one part of it it's a payload map it's fucking sick um and so the new engine that they've done it looks really really good everybody looks nice the maps themselves look beautiful and colorful it's got that overwatch flair that i really enjoy uh overwatch has always been at like a super we've talked a lot about positivity um early in the show like overwatch is that game kind of encapsulated um, it's always been about like, uh, I was you know, say, when you talk about the game, the community, 
Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> I was talking about the game. Okay. Like, the game itself. The, the community has not always necessitated that. But, I mean, there are some good people in there from what I've seen. Uh, you know, I've engaged with the community online. It's not great all the time as with any online game. Right. Um, yeah. That's just internet gaming. That's just internet gaming. Yeah, right, right. No, but um, I get to, though, like, the vibe of the game is very bright and colorful and, like, yeah, let's do it. Let's team up, you know? Exactly. Like, it's yeah. very, like, good guys want to be good. Very Captain America, Superman type thing. Yeah. Um, so, and, and and I really enjoy that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they revealed a lot of that stuff. They talked a lot about some of the more subtle changes. Like, for instance, uh, Zarya looks fucking broken. I can't wait to play her. Uh, she has two <laughs> charges on her shield. So, and you know, before, you only gave one shield to, like, yourself and one shield to an ally, and you were on a cooldown. Now, she has two bubbles that she can give herself and her allies. So, technically, four bubbles that she can give out at once uh, before oh. she's on a cooldown. And yeah, James, your face is pretty much what I did. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, really?" That's, uh, that's and I, wait, and I, and I do want to say they they mostly did this because of like the change of just bringing it down to one tank. Like they sort of had to yes. rebalance the game. Exactly. That that's was even my... crazier, right? Because you could cover basically half your team now. So yes, the cooldown I think is I don't actually don't know have the exact numbers on the cooldown, but it should accommodate that. The only thing I'm kind of worried about with Zarya is the is the charge rate hasn't been changed. So she could basically stay topped up like pretty much for most of a game, which the devs even said they were like, mm, we might tweak that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, but and even in the footage that they showed, she was just beaming through people. It was kind of crazy. Um, and so what I really what I really enjoyed is actually what you said, Chris, uh, about like having to buff the tanks. I thought that was really interesting. They're really looking into uh, buffing the, the off tanks specifically and changing the main tanks utility. So they're not just like, um, you know, stand behind my shield and very being very defensive because nobody wants to play tank and be overly defensive. You want to be Reinhardt and smash some shit sometimes. You want to be able to have your team easily support you. Um, so, for instance, Reinhardt can cancel his charge, turn it into two fire strikes. Yes. Uh, he has he has better control over his charge, so he can actually round corners now when he's doing that. Uh, so it's it he is more of an offensive juggernaut, um, and that's really what they're looking to do with a lot of these characters. Uh, so yeah, I I'm really pleased with this. The only negative is I have no idea when this thing is coming out. Uh, we saw it a few years ago and it, it doesn't seem like it's coming out this year. Uh, they just canceled BlizzCon apparently this year. So I'm, yep. I'm pretty sure we're not seeing Overwatch 2 in 2021, which sucks, but you know, oh well. <laughs> More time to balance it, I guess. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm excited for this though. Uh, it's been a while since I played Overwatch, yeah. but I'm, I'm hyped to get back into yeah. it. I'm, my question to you guys is like, is this enough? So, I mean, James, you were kind of getting into that, but mm -hmm. like, would this be interesting enough for you guys to jump back in? Or does this look like more of the same? I hear a lot of people saying that this is one Overwatch 1.5. I'm not interested. And then I hear others saying, hey, oh man, this actually would get me back into it. I'm curious what you guys think. I would say visually, it does give me 1.5 kind of vibes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like of course, a couple of palette updates here and there, and maybe just some balancing changes. Mm -hmm. Um. I do like what they've added on so far. Like, I'm looking at my boy Zenyatta. Even if this <laughs> minor thing, like, knowing who I've orbed and who I haven't, that's yes. cool to me. Yes. But, yeah, I don't know if it gives me full sequel vibes yet. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's enough of a change. I, I don't know. I get I, I get hyped for stuff like this. So it's, it's enough of a change for me to be like, hmm, you know, uh, some of these characters are playing a little differently. I sort of want to see. I, I want to play Zarya. I want to see how fun this is now. Um, and then, like, I'm, I'm a Rhine player, so being able to not charge off the map, 
Thank you, thank you, Blizzard, so much. Uh, that will that will save me from a lot of embarrassing moments. Um, having to fire strikes is also pretty cool. So like mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's it, these are thoughtful changes. Yeah. The Very question deliberate. I forgot to I was unsure though. Isn't it still like cross play with the older version too? It is right. So people who own one will play the multiplayer component for free they don't get any of the pve stuff um you do have to pay for that uh but if you own overwatch one no matter where it is on a console pc whatever uh, you'll get two for free that's pretty cool oh Um, i've not played like a ton of overwatch but i've definitely played like sessions of it with friends yeah um personally i'm agent 76 or widowmaker or roadhog uh, Lucas is Roadhog main all the way. Um, and also I think Hammond is like the coolest character ever. Like how, how <laughs> yeah. did that happen? I don't know, but cool. And I love it. Um, I like it. You know, I, I, I guess it's one of those things where there's like a million games to play with a million people and communities to get into. Mm-hmm. So watch did not like grab me, but that's no fault of the game or, sure. or the community or anything. It's just, you know, there's a sea of games. Um, yeah. I think what I saw of 2, I mean, it does look like a 1.5, but again, being able to play with people who have the first one, that's pretty mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking cool. Like, yeah. that doesn't happen, like, ever. Yeah, all the know. skins that you've accumulated in 1 will transfer over to 2, so you don't lose anything, which that's is kind of That's really good. That's very thoughtful. Yeah. So, uh, the- so there's, there's some questions in the chat. So what yep. happens uh, to the characters in Overwatch 1? Do the abilities stay the same? Oh, great question. Um, so, uh, no. Um, well, some some characters, so they've confirmed it's tough because Blizzard has kind of been a little wishy-washy with how they've approached this. So, it, to my understanding, they have highlighted some changes. They haven't talked about full reworks for characters. They have teased that Bastion is getting a full rework. Maybe Doomfist is getting a full rework. Um, and by full rework, I mean like a Symmetra-style change where like they're changing her kit. Uh, so essentially what she can do, um, or I should say what Bastion can do in this particular instance, um, it, that's changing. We don't know how. Um, but right now they seem to be mostly giving people maybe a few different abilities or changing how they work uh, slightly. And I think a lot of these changes were changes that they were already considering because they, you know, yeah. they, they, they have, what is it called, the, the PTR that they have? Yes. Where they, mm-hmm. they, they pretty much run tests on updates that they want to do and whether yeah. or not like it's popular is you know they'll actually put it in a game if it doesn't work then they'll like all right this didn't work so we'll just remove it that's a really great point because they talked about that on the stream they said that they did a one three two test on, on the ptr which was one tank three dps two support just to s- kind of test the waters to like publicly to see how people would be receptive to one tank and they said it went well enough uh to where they thought that this was the direction they wanted to go um so yeah Yeah. they they really do pay attention to that stuff and and what i like is that you know everything that we're talking about now can can completely change by the time this game comes out because remember when overwatch first came out there was like it was like the wild west if you wanted a team full of bastions you could do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so you know this game like has changed so much um, as long as it's, at the end of the day, as long as it's fun, yeah, that's that's what that's that's what we care about. 
That's all. That's all that matters. I've put um, an amount of hours into this game. I will not disclose right now, but it is, <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah, I have I have played it the most out of any game this past generation, um, consistently for wow. five years. So you can calculate that. I that's guess a very, that's a very tall tall order. Like yeah, when when any gamer that I meet, especially one with like your knowledge of games and and your your um, your interest in in multi genres, multi platforms, all yeah. that. To say that that's like the number one game you played in the past decade—that's a lot. So, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Thanks. It, it's it's. I mean, it's it's cool. And they made a really good game to, for me. And it was something that I it wasn't even on my radar when it came out. I think it, the beta released. I was like, eh, it's a Blizzard thing. It'll probably be all right. And then I was like, damn, I'm hooked, um, yeah. instantly. So and I've been playing it ever since. And I've only taken maybe a couple breaks in between there, but I've been playing it pretty consistent. I mean, I'm playing it right now. The anniversary <laughs> event is going on. Uh, I'm getting all the skins. Um, I've got like a few people I like to play with, and and. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to this. I, I see what each of your points kind of are on this. Some part of me is like, man, I for someone who's played a lot of this, like I kind of was hoping for more Overwatch 2-ness of this. Like I want more, like we haven't seen many more characters yet. They're promising right. multiple new people. We've seen Sojourn, who's a, a black woman. We have not had a black woman yet uh, in, the, in the franchise. Which is unbelievable considering how many characters they have. Yeah, in the diversity of the characters too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll say, look, so. looking at you, Smash Brothers. Right? For real, for real. I'm like 80 right. something characters, y'all, for real? Yeah. Damn. So, so um, yeah. I, but on the other hand, I'm like, man, I'm going to play this anyway because I just play Overwatch a lot. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it and, and hope that they've got more surprises in store. So, yeah, that's it. That's been your Overwatch minute. <laughs> so, so just just to be clear for anybody yeah. listening out there, if you're interested in part two, before it comes out, obviously because it's not out yet, but even when it comes out, having one is will still get you in the game. Correct. It will get you in Overwatch to the multiplayer. That's very good to hear because that gets, I mean, that makes me more down because we already have one. I just haven't touched it in a while, but like that, that definitely inspires me to continue getting into it. Yeah, definitely. It, it just strikes me as they're trying to make Overwatch into a platform more than right. like, more so than like a franchise or a series of boxed titles. Um, I am curious how that develops, though, as Jeff Kaplan has left Blizzard, and he was a big proponent, apparently, of, like, making sure all this stuff transferred over. Um, so I'm just curious, like, if we get to Overwatch 3 in another five years, like, you know, is, are they as generous at that point? Division, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> what have right, you done? Right. So, yeah, we'll see. But right now, I'll focus on Overwatch 2. Hopefully, that's good. I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be solid. Uh, I, I won't have too much to worry about. And I yeah. feel like I feel like the way the industry is like constantly moving, especially with like with going on with our topic that we're gonna talk yeah. about in a couple minutes. Good segue, yeah. Um I I feel like Overwatch has set itself up to sort of like I don't know, they, they, they can make this game free to play, but people will still like buy the loot boxes. Like this is a game that I actually had to like uh, sit down and tell myself, "Yo, Chris, like you're you're buy, you're spending twenty dollars a pop to buy skins for a video game, <laughs> and 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 eighty percent of the time when I'm buying like these loot boxes, I'm not even getting the skin I want." Yeah, right. Eighty percent, y'all. Like I'm dead serious. If there's an event going on, maybe like the last day, I'm like, "All right, I don't have time to like grind out for this new skin. Let me just buy it." Nope. 
still don't have still still don't have that skin but yeah i i played uh i played uh actually a little bit of Fortnite on sunday for the first time in forever holy shit that game's changed yeah. um yeah and the first thing I, I got when i got on because i had some friends who wanted to play from uh from out of out of state that i used to hang out with uh and the first thing that i asked when i logged on i was like okay where's ryu and chun li and they're like they're like oh dude sorry you gotta you kind of just gotta get it when you get it, when it's in the store, it could be in a loot box, maybe, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, fine. I'm like, just, just let me, let me just buy it if I want to buy it. Like that's, that would be a reason for me to start getting into it. If I could be Ryu in Fortnite, like, okay, like that, that gets me more into it as a fighting game person. Um, but yeah, the whole model of like skins and loot boxes and maybe you'll get it and maybe you won't it, it can be it can be really disheartening sometimes to yeah. people it, it can be like the thing that pushes you you know on either side of the fence in terms mm -hmm. of getting into a game or not right you know yeah so specifically this episode we're gonna go ahead and talk about games as a service and how that works and right. i feel like games as a service is a term that we throw around a lot and it's something that i think should be just sort of explained and like sort of like broken down uh, so when we talk about games as a service, it's essentially uh, a, a, a way that developers use to monetize video games. Um, pretty much after the release, they're still able to pull in revenue through microtransactions, uh, different DLCs, season passes, and as of 2020, the, the gaming, like just not even the gaming industry, but like the, like the video content of just people just watching video games is a $9.3 billion industry. That's a, that's, that's a B, billion. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And it's it's something that I feel like now is sort of shifting over to, we're seeing more people play like these, you know, Fortnites. We're seeing more people playing Apex. Like I know, I know people, that's literally all they play yeah. is Fortnite, mm -hmm. is Apex. And it's just, it's interesting to sort of sit back now and like, look at what they're doing and how they're doing it it's it's crazy it's crazy that the the gaming uh landscape has changed it's gone from going to an arcade and 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 pouring a bunch of money at the arcade to so then you know buying a home console and just buying just buying the game just straight up you want to buy the game because <laughs> that seems foreign at this point uh, yeah. Just buying the wait, game. Wait, you get the whole thing. The whole the thing. Game. Wait, it works. And it what? works. <laughs> to now, you know, I think it was. I, I think this whole like the whole time we've been doing this show, we've always had like the conversation of like just digital games and like where it's gonna yep. go. And a couple of years ago, the the swap finally happened. There were now more people downloading games than actually buying uh, games from brick and mortar stores. So. Okay. Uh, now is, I think, is the perfect time to sort of sit back and sort of look at games as a service and what that means just for the industry. And I just want to open up the floor. Like, what do you? How do you guys feel about games as a service just in general? Hmm. Um. Well, uh, I I worked for Starbucks for a long time, and something that Starbucks always pushed really hard, which I think is kind of what's happened with games and games as a service. Um, and many specific games, like Final Fantasy XIV is a big one. Um, Starbucks' whole thing, if y'all have never worked there, their their whole thing is they want to be the third place. It's There's home, there's work, 
and there's Starbucks. Uh, that's, okay. that's their thing. Gotcha. They want to be the third mm. place in your mind. You go to hang out there. You go to socialize there. You meet dates there. You hook up there. I'll say they're you, a little bit pretentious. Like they, they it's, think, yeah, it's pretentious, and yeah. it's also kind of like, but, but it's like that though, right? But like, it is like that. That's yeah, it's thing. like that. And when you work at one, people, the same people will be in there twelve hours on a yeah. laptop in a corner ordering coffee after coffee over time, and they'll just they live there. like that it, it's a culture. Like Starbucks perpetuates a culture. Yeah, right. So I think in that same vein, I think a lot of gaming devs and a lot of games have become that for people. Uh, Lucas mm. spends a large majority of his time in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, of course, he's old school. He, he used to play eleven, so he moved from eleven to fourteen. It's a whole thing. Um, but that's the thing. For him, that is like a third place. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's not a place that actually exists. It's this virtual space that he knows, oh, I got to log in the game. Oh, I got to check on my free company. Oh, oh, my house is doing this. Oh, they're doing this event today, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, right now, like, like literally, he's uh, every two hours, he's doing a 20-minute 20 20 minute event with his whole free company where he brings them to an ocean area where you can fish and get a bunch of, like, rank-ups through fishing, specifically only fishing. And I'm just, like, the mentality... I don't, I don't really have that mentality with games, and maybe I'm missing out on something. For me, a game is I sit down and I play this game, and then I'm done with it. Or I play games with friends, we have a session, and then I peace. But, like, that, that gaming as a third place is mm -hmm. kind of daunting. It's a, little, it's a little frightening, but it's also kind of like people are already doing it. Overwatch is one of those things. WoW is one of those things. Um, definite, Fantasy Star Online is one of those things. Like, it's just... I don't know. I mean, how do I feel about it? I feel like I feel like it's inevitable. And also I feel like there are different ways to do it. Um and some games are definitely worth it more than others. Mm -hmm. Pretty much mm -hmm. everyone I know who plays Final Fantasy 14 says it's totally worth it. The 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 subscription, the the entry fee is is enjoyable, it's satisfying, they get what they want to get out of it, they mm -hmm. have all their friends on it, and later this year they're going to do cross data center, so everybody will be connected. That's cool. Um, hmm. So I'm kind of like, you know what, if, if that's how a company is going to do it, then follow that model. Um, right. You know, don't, don't, don't sink us, you know, financially sink us entirely, you know, with something, with promises and this and that, like, make it like Final Fantasy XIV, like, do, do the whole thing, go all the way if that's how you're going to do it. Realm Reborn, not the first version. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, quick to, to bring up a point, you know, a couple weeks ago, I talked about me jumping back onto my Oculus for like the first time, which seems like in months. And every time yeah. I jump on the Oculus, I'll jump into alt space and just keep like just to just to see how everyone's doing, because there's, there's a community of people there that is growing. And for one, we're seeing like more representation. Like the amount of the amount of black people that I see in alt space now is 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 great. It's great to see. That's cool. And you know how we are. We're a crew. We are creative people. Like this this morning, I saw someone that. And at this point, it's funny on Instagram, people are making profiles of their alt space avatars, and like that's like their way of like, oh, you know, this is me on Instagram, but as like my alt space person. So. It's that's nuts because now all I have on my suggested friends are just like avatars. It's it's a little weird, but uh, this morning I saw someone they put out a trailer for a house party that they're gonna do uh, later this week. So that sounds dope. Yeah, like nice. they like a full blown trailer that they shot in game. Wow, and like which is creative. It's it's great to see. So I, I definitely I, I feel like. I say this all the time. Games as a service, like I'm, I'm okay with that feature. 
But Rod and James, I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys? How do you guys feel about games as a service? You go ahead, James. If you have something, you sound like you did. I was just, I don't know, man. I guess it's all about execution at the end of the day for me. Um, because I've seen the games as a service that come and go, the ones that do really well, like the From Born to Speak of. I was part of that for a good while. Yeah. Shout out to the Base Squad Free Company. Um, but then there's, of course, they're the ones that feel like they have bait games. And the whole purpose is to get you to buy microtransactions looking at you, Avengers. Looking at you, um, Anthem. Like, again, great ideas, but they're rushed because it's just about making the buck. So if you're going to go with that Starbucks model where you want to be the third place I want to be, don't give me a crappy house. Right. Like, (laughs) clean up after yourself. Make sure that when I order something, it works every time because when i go to starbucks and i order a drink i know what i'm getting my ice caramel macchiato extra caramel no questions everything's in there it just works mm-hmm. but it's not like get... it's not like mcdonald's where it's like a it's a honestly this this is mcdonald's like down the street from me and it's it's literally like a uh, like a random like i'll i'll ask for a chicken sandwich and get a big mac so at this at this point it's Are like serious? It's, yes that's not even the same meat <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there have been mul- like multiple like occasions where like I'll either get extra stuff, I'll be missing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did a TikTok last month about like this um, it's like a secret menu for McDonald's. So we ordered a, I think it's called a like a Mc- McKillen or something. It's something Irish Big Mac where it's essentially a Big Mac, but instead of the Big Mac like patty, you're getting the quarter pounder patties instead. Uh... And, I'd rather have that actually. And, yeah. and and exactly, it sounds good, right? So okay. you know, we we order it, we drive um, twenty minutes home because this was like on the way home, and you know I'm re- like getting ready for the whole reveal. Let's look at the sandwich. Let's like eat it. Let's let's like enjoy it. Open up the bag and it's not there. It's uh, a cinnabon. Huh. McDonald's has cinnabon, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> and it was decent. It was all right. It was cool. No, Chris, it's not decent. You order the sandwich. <laughs> right, it's decent for that order, but not for your order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I just po- just because we're talking about McDonald's, bro. Let's see McGangbang. No, no. You know what a McGangbang is? Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what's up, Chris? Yeah. That that was that was like just back in the day. That was like the way. Like you you go to McDonald's. You, you take out the sandwiches, you put them together, you make this big ass thing. Oh, that was so good. Oh, that's, that's a pretty queen. I do like the way that looks. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's cool. But yeah, games is a service, though. Um, yeah, they're great when they're done correctly. Yeah. Like most things in life. Um, but I, I would personally, I still prefer my single player experiences. Get in, get out. Like you were saying, Herb. Yeah. Because, like, there's too many games to play for me to sit down and be like, I'm just going to stay here and do this every day. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so few games that I like. Like here's here's the here's the weirdest paradox of games as a service, is that fighting games have yet to really pull it off well, and or or just don't. And that's where I would find my third place is in like some sort of fighting game client. Like let's say you downloaded a single client, and on that client 
was all the major fighting games. Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5, Guilty Gear Strive, and it was on it like a client with a universal chat with commands and all that. Just like, you know how Final Fantasy 14 is set up. Right. You can like macro into all kinds of shit. You can talk to specific people or specific groups. It's, it's extremely intricate and well thought out. The chat system, the, the infrastructure of the game. And I feel like if fighting games could pull that off and and actually like you know kind of join forces and be on the same client together that would be my third place that would be my games as a service like hub but it just doesn't other than like fightcade which you know is like its own thing it just doesn't really exist so so yeah it has to be done right and it has to be like games that we want to play you that's know? actually mm -hmm. a genius idea like when yeah, you said that out loud i never thought about that it, like how sick would that be? You could just you could just be like, oh shit, oh I see Chris is playing you know Street Fighter Five, but I'm over here playing Tekken Seven. But we can see that we're doing that mm -hmm. without having to use like some external PlayStation network. It would just all it would be like the fighting game network. It would be like one thing. Um, anyway, do you think that's possible though? And I, and I, think, have, like... I think the biggest thing is that the the internet has to work. It has to use like the same hmm. yeah yeah same type of the rollback. rollback. Yeah. yeah, and and also all the companies have to agree on like. Hey, Namco, Capcom, Arc System, like we're 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 all on the same page. We all want this to happen this way, which is probably not ever going to happen. But don't they already do like the Japanese game like roundtable, like fighting uh, your roundtable or something like that? Tell me what you mean. Where it's like I've seen people from like Capcom and Namco come together and they talk oh. about like the future of their games or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's where that conversation would start. Um, and I mean, let's be real. That's where that's where any conversation about Capcom versus SNK three would start. <laughs> that's that's what I want. That's what I have I've wanted since two thousand one. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It's it's more possible now than ever. It is. KO fifteen is coming, and and Terry's just like in every game now, which which blows my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, games as a service. I, I think it has to be done right, and it really it has to be the games we want to play. And I think. At least for fighting games, there's a there's a market for that. Like pe fighting game people want that. We just don't know we want it because we're too busy playing fighting games. You mm. know. Mm -hmm. um, but Rod, I'm sorry, I you didn't get to. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm I I don't have too much to add. Honestly, you guys have pretty much nailed exactly what I was going to say. Uh, I would echo the sentiments of, you know, like when I think about successful live service games, I think of things like Overwatch and you know irrespective of how i feel about the game like yes i really love that game but but i'm thinking of like okay it, are the practices that they're employing predatory in any way like is is my gameplay impacted by how much money they want me to spend on this game right now um and the answer to that is no not really not in overwatch because everything is cosmetic so i mean right. you just got through hearing like I've been playing this game for five years. I've never bought a loot box ever. Wow. I've, I've, I've earned, I've earned all the, the, the loot boxes through like my time actually playing the game. Like I spent my $60. It might be a different story. If it was literally free to play, then like it to support like the team, then I would probably do that. But like, you know, I, I haven't, I just played the game um, and gotten most of the skins that you could probably get in the game. Um, right. so, you know, that I feel like is successful because I get kind of what I want out of it. I get a lot of the extra cosmetics that look nice and that I, I enjoy, um, on top of a game I already like destiny. I feel like kind of rides the line. Um, I think that, that sometimes it can be really fucking great. Uh, and I think the game itself is, is generally very good moment to moment. 
Um, I do think you get on that hamster wheel, um, and, and it's kind of the epitome of a lot of these li these live games where you 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 reach the end, but the game doesn't want you to stop playing. It keeps going. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it keeps going, and you kind of get into that that loop of like, well, I guess I'll go grind Fault of Glass for like the third time or whatever, like whatever the case is, and the rewards are just you end up getting diminishing returns the longer that you play. Um, right. So I do feel like Destiny is kind of a middle ground, and I feel like someone who gets it completely wrong is something like Avengers, like James said. Uh, that game just falls flat, flat on its face when it comes to every single element. There's like 10 currencies. There's oh, not enough like... Content. Yeah, there's not enough content to justify the grind. Like this game would actually be not bad if it was just the single player stuff. Uh, because it's not a bad game. A lot of people shit on Avengers and thought that it was like terrible, but like it, it all the multiplayer live service stuff was that. Um, everything else outside of it was fine. Um, right. So, you know, in Anthem, I think you guys brought up Anthem earlier too. Also, a great example of it. Um, Warzone, I want to talk about for a second because I also feel like that's another one that like seemingly doesn't ride the line but it absolutely does like it's completely free to play you can download it anyone can play it um the battle pass is actually i will say the battle pass is kind of cool in the sense that like you'll get a certain number of, of they say uh, cod points or whatever and you can like <laughs> you can like yeah. spend it on the battle pass and and purchase that but as you're playing the game even if you don't buy it you can you're unlocking battle pass stuff so there's like 100 tiers per season you're playing the game just normally not purchasing anything and you're still gaining tiers and there are even certain free tiers that you get so there are certain items like maybe every 10 15 tiers or so you're getting something for free um so that's neat and then you can just <clears throat> just purchase a, a a tier so it's like you can play the game like play 100 hours or whatever and then purchase the battle pass and everything's already unlocked for you basically because you've already played the game um it's in it's kind of in a mildly insidious way to try to get you to spend money because i mean when you look at the prices in that fucking store it's like 20 bucks keep in mind this is a first person game this is a first person game with character models which are models. <laughs> right right and it's right. like 20 bucks right so you're gonna see your character at the very beginning at the, at the drop and that's it right um, and, and also like just just i have to add that like yeah cod i mean like don't get me wrong i absolutely have had my time with it i played some of warzone and i played the fuck out of modern warfare like back in the day yeah mm -hmm. but i mean let's be real it's like the same game like it really like it, it, it scratches the exact same itch and and in my opinion nothing more nothing less mm -hmm. so it's kind of like i can only scratch that so many times before i'm ready for like upgrades and i don't just mean skins i mean like ways to play mobility like you know things you can do in the game you know i don't know give me a zip line give me a freaking jet or something like yeah like fortnite that's what fortnite does so well as much as i'm not really a fortnite person that's what they do well now mm -hmm. you can drive that's now you have this other thing now you can build all this other shit now you can be your lead. like it's just like <laughs> you know they don't, they don't stop they don't stop yeah so that, i mean that's a really great point and honestly kind of my biggest problem in the last couple months um during at the very beginning of the pandemic uh warzone dropped 
And uh, I started playing it a lot because it was a way to connect with friends um, and yep. a lot of people that I didn't get to see anymore in person. So it, Warzone became much more of a social uh, like obligation that I that I kind of adhered to rather than like, I mean, not saying, not taking anything away from the game. I do think Warzone is really, really good and I, I do genuinely enjoy it. Um, but you know, it, the social aspect of it does keep me together. And you guys have talked about that kind of over the course of this conversation. Um, and where I've kind of started, uh, getting a little perturbed is that like when it was time to make a new map like we've been playing the same map for a year and i know this game is like there's like eight studios working on this game like it's it's to me it's crazy to me that like we haven't had like this was their opportunity to make a new map so herb if you don't know you may have seen but like they nuked the verdansk map Okay. Um, and in its place, it was the 80s, it was the Cold War stuff, basically, like the aesthetic um, that because because it's tying into the 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 Cold War stuff because they want people to purchase Cold War. So what they've started doing and this is kind of getting into like from the good stuff I like about Warzone and what I think it does well to the kind of mm, this is live service kind of going bad is now the guns that you get in Warzone, you can only really level up in Warzone or in Cold War. So now you can no longer go into the oh. multiplayer of Modern Warfare and and do that cuz before you could you could go play multiplayer in in Modern Warfare like 2019, which by the way, great game, didn't give a fuck about Call of Duty since the old Modern Warfare franchise or trilogy and this one is actually legit good, but you could no longer go into that multiplayer, level up those guns and go back into Warzone. You only could play Warzone or purchase Cold War in order to like build your loadouts the way that you wanted to and level up the guns because uh, it's it, so they patched it out basically say so, uh, sorry you cut out a bit so they basically patched out that ability because i remember that was a thing that they touted when they first mm -hmm. were talking about cold war yeah 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 they patched uh, well i guess they patched that i have no idea that's what i'm assuming they did uh it, it they mm -hmm. basically made it so if you want the full utilization even some of the items in the battle pass are black ops exclusive or not black ops uh cold war exclusive so it's not a ton but there are a few things that are in there that it's like ooh, for use only in black ops and it's like um it's uh, well shit. yeah like i don't really want to purchase cold war i just want to play like Warzone or like the Call of Duty I've already purchased. So, wow. um, yeah, that's where, and that's where I think they're taking it. Um, they, that's where the, the direction I think they're going with Warzone. So, in a year's time, I imagine with whatever comes out this year, it's rumored to be a, a World War II version. So, if we get a 40s Verdansk, like that might be what happens next because now they're doing like 80s action theme, like Bruce Willis and Sylvester Stallone is in Warzone now. Um, and that's dumb. That's fun. Like whatever. That's cool. But like, Rambo? yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of dope, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not bad. It's it's not bad. I'm definitely not saying like it's a bad thing. It's it's kind of cool. Um, I don't have much nostalgia for the '80s. I was a '90s kid, so like you know whatever. But, um, but it's 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 the incentive on the the cold war stuff that I'm just like you're just trying to funnel me into this game that I don't want <laughs> now, uh, and that feels bad. So. Yeah, and it, it feels like they're kind of just, you know, like we all we all go to games for different things. For me, it's usually a very satisfying game loop and very, mm -hmm. very well designed gameplay. Like I mm -hmm. need I need the actual like thing that I'm doing with the controller to hook me because I come from arcades and fighting games. So I need that to hook me. 
Uh, the visuals and all that like are great and I can absolutely respect them, but the presentation is less important to me than the gameplay hook itself. And I yep. feel like they're just taking, essentially, they're taking the addicts of that gameplay loop, which are plentiful. So many people are playing it. And they're just kind of like, I mean, they're kind of doing like really shitty drug dealers do on the street where they're just like oh you want some of this all right now it's now it's this much <laughs> now, now you gotta free. now you gotta have that even though oh no i know you got that little baggie before but all now right. you need this you yeah, know what i mean you and got it's just the like, hit you need more and yeah. and i like and i know it's a business and i know they have to make money and i know that's something we always talk about on the show um is is that is that you know that paradox of like it is a business they need to make money to keep going but i'm i'm just kind of like well how much does cod need like like how how much more how much further can it go before people yeah. start to say i'm tired of it yeah that's you know? that's where i'm at well uh, I, I wanted to like i wanted to sort of like uh i guess wrap up the conversation with like sort of looking at the future and yep. sort of seeing where it could go because you know like we sort of said already uh some games do it right you know fortnite yeah. as much as you as much as you can hate fortnite you got to give it props for like pulling in all of these franchises like it's crazy master yeah, chief you never thought you'd see ryu chun li uh kratos right batman batman right. <laughs> driving their vehicles and stuff too Le they have like all these lebron james <laughs> yeah yeah Are the travis, travis scott had a fucking concert in it like damn that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> That yeah, really so cool. it's it's obvious that that's working, and then like I think last week we talked about um, who, who's the developer that said they're going to lean towards more free to play games. Ubisoft. 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 So um, it's something that is you know in the works. These companies are looking at it, but I sort of want to see where this sort of goes because we're sort of at a point where we have like these free to play games, we have like these premium like single player experiences. And then we also have, like, subscription games. So, yeah, like, your Final Fantasy XIV, uh, World of Warcraft. Um, what else is subscription? Uh, I guess you can sort of count, I guess, like, Warzone and all the, like, with the, the season passes and everything. Uh, Destiny I mean, does it. Destiny does it year after year with, like, these expansions. So, you know, um, I, like, where, where does this go? Like, at some point, because there's also stuff like Game Pass, there's uh, these services that, you know, you're just subscribing to the service and you could just download these games. Um, just the other day, Netflix, they, there's like word that Netflix is like looking into entering the gaming industry or like there's some sort of like talk about that. Um, I think it's wild. They should have bought Gamefly like 12 years ago yes. and, and have already should have been doing it. But mm -hmm. anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, but yeah, but like where, where would you guys want to see this and what do you think is like more realistic? Like what's, where, where do you feel like the future is with games as a service? Because I, I don't know. I feel like there's a couple of systems that work. I had pulled up some stats on like how much money yeah. some of these companies have made. So, you know, we, we brought up Overwatch, which their, you know, model was like a one-time purchase, but this microtransactions. Right. Uh, with the numbers that I pulled up, this is like the last time that they reported the numbers, which for Overwatch was a couple years ago, but the net earnings was $1 billion. At this point, of course, they've made more money, um, but that's a, a game that just, they sold it once, and they got that much money off of micro, uh, microtransactions, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you look at Fortnite, which right now is like the king of this free-to-play microtransaction uh, model, uh, they, you know, their net earnings was reported at five billion. So that's clearly like the winner. That's clearly like 
um, where developers are sort of like leaning towards. Like we're seeing more battle royales that are sort of like, you know, we saw it with, with I think it was the Apex and Fortnite, like stealing, um, like just gameplay ideas from each other. So mm-hmm. Fortnite is the one to look at. But then you have stuff like World of Warcraft, which is a like very old school um, with a monthly subscription. And if you want to count like the expansions that come out, that too. Net earnings, and of course, with this being a, a, a franchise that's been out for a while, uh, last reported net earnings is $8 billion, and that's a lot of money. Yeah, wild well, screen, it's not. If you think about how long Fortnite's been around and making five bill. That's true, that's true. And how long Warcraft has been around and only making eight. Yeah. Hmm. But still, like, yeah, WoW definitely still has its hooks in people. Um uh, I, I saw frequently. a group of friends that, like, they're still trying to get me to play that game. I refuse. Yeah, yeah, frequently on stream, people will come in and will be talking about games, and they're like, oh, yeah, I play WoW all the time. You know, or, or League or Dota, you know. Oh, um, right, right. I personally, though, like, to answer your question, first of all, if the fighting game client thing that I was talking about, if something like that materializes, I'm in. I would pay, I would pay, you know, 10, 15 bucks a month. I would pay a Netflix fee per month to have access to a legitimized and good network level client that contains all the modern fighting games instead of having to buy them all individually from different companies with different net codes i I would do that um also i think to answer your question specifically like i was just talking about how like you know just for me and i know i'm not every gamer but for me i i get i get bored of stuff pretty easy you know like you chris it's like it's like all right this is great okay in two weeks all right some stuff sticks some stuff I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going to go back to that. I make a list, and I do go back to it eventually. But most games, it's kind of like, yeah, that was cool. All right, next. What I think I would love to see is sort of like, how do I put this? Like like different genres of the same franchise. So let's say if you're paying, you know, if Overwatch 2 drops, right? And as corny as it sounds, right? But let's say you start paying a monthly subscription, um, and under the Overwatch umbrella, just as an example, now there's an Overwatch racer. Now there's an Overwatch, you know, light gun game. Now there's an Overwatch VR game. Like, like in the same way that MK used to do it, like Mortal Kombat used to do, like, it would be the fighting game, right? You bought Mortal Kombat Deception, you bought the fighting game. Mm-hmm. But even the fighting game was also a puzzle game that was Mortal Kombat, a racing game that was also Mortal Kombat. And even though those were just side games or whatever, people, like, there's, like, communities of people who loved that shit. Not because it was the best puzzle game or the best racing game, but because it was a Mortal Kombat puzzle right. game or racing mm-hmm. game. It had the characters that they wanted to see. Yeah. Right, and with the lore, with the music, with it, it right. even. When, I used to remember you'd win, you'd win like the kart racing thing, and it would be like fatality. Like you know, it was just it was just cool because it was all part of Mortal Kombat. Right. And so for me, I'm kind of like if if something like COD or Destiny or Final Fantasy 14, if if they really want to like build up their brand to me just just appealing to my kind of gamer who, who has a short attention span i want to see like entire universes getting built where here's the final fantasy Oof. fighting game that you want here's the final fantasy racing game that you that you didn't know that you want but we're just going to include it as part of this whole universe of this ip i think that would be cool i think i, I think well, the closest to that final fantasy dark souls Right, right. That's, yeah, yeah, right. I heard about that, that should be like yeah. part of the thing where it's like if you're paying for Final Fantasy 14, guess what? You get this other Final Fantasy style game too. 
Oh. You know, I was like, they're, they're sort of doing that, but it's not under the same umbrella. Like, there's yeah, but the know, league fighting game is coming though. Yeah, league it fighting game. Sick. You know, now it's on like there's a league on the phone. Uh, what else? Yep. I think they, there's like a first. Well, not the, I mean, I think it's a first person shooter also, right? It's coming out on the league. The league, like with yeah, like league characters. I don't, I don't play league, so I'm, I'm not sure. But <laughs> as, it's sort of like it, it reminds me of what you're talking about of like a centralized like universe but like different games combining like all of those characters so like if you have a favorite character in one game you could use them in like you know a racing game or a sports right. game or conversely if you're not into that universe at all like i'm not really into final fantasy but if i knew that i could go to this like client or this universe and start playing a different genre of game with Final Fantasy characters, I'd be more inclined to do it. Because I'm not really into, like, MMOs, but I am into fighting games and racing games and platforming games and first-person shooters. So, like, what if, you know, what if they took Dirge of Cerberus, right, and Crisis Core and mm -hmm. all that other shit and just stuck, not, not necessarily those games, but stuck all of these different genres that have incorporated Final Fantasy into a single client. I think that would just... It would only be better for them. It would only make them more money and bring more different kinds of players into it. So hmm. to sort of tie back to our, I think, episode last week about yeah. cryptocurrencies, like there's, you know, there are companies that are now like like leaning into cryptocurrency to build games where if you want to buy a plot of land, you can buy a plot of land, like a virtual plot of land in the game, and you could create whatever you want on that plot of land and like sort of charge people for it. So... Hmm. Um, I can sort of see something like that happening and like all of this is run off of crypto so like the stuff that you like the money that you're generating in the game you're then able to take it and then exchange it for other crypto exchange it for actual money hey guys right so it's like it's that's... like in-game currency that has real life application exactly yes. yeah which is kind of like you know I mean people seem to think that esports are the only avenue to bring young gamers into a position a, a, a financial a financially gaining position but uh, you could also do it like that where money and and resources in games can be traded for money that can be used in the real world like that that sounds honestly great to me it sounds like a level up you know yeah i was gonna say if you if you want to be amazed ask any like if you have like a little niece if you have like any like small children like if you have friends that have small children ask them about roblox and like oh. explaining roblox to you like it is nuts yeah roblox is a is a culture roblox is a whole thing for sure same with neopets but that's that's a long story <laughs> <laughs> that's wow neopets. oh man it's still going somehow i don't know how yeah but you know that's the conversation um i and i think it's 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 sort of it's good to sort of sit back and sort of like talk about this stuff that's why that's why i love doing the show that's why i love having uh you know uh herb you're, mm -hmm. you're you're an encyclopedia of knowledge. Like, yes. It is it's amazing. But um, thank you. We're gonna go ahead and roll out the red carpet for the episode. That is episode one hundred and eight. Um, cool. Herb, you got anything you want to shout out? Uh, well, all right. Uh, on on social media in general, you can find me at Game Master Herb, uh, or at Three Bears Gaming. Uh, many nights, frequently, very frequently, either me or one of my hubbies. Three Bears Gaming is Three Bears, G-A-Y-M-I-N-G. On Twitch, we also have Twitter and Instagram and all that. Um, I just started a radio show called Wavelength. It's all anime, video game music, and just music and cool shit that I dig that I feel like should be played on FM because 
FM isn't that interesting. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm taking it upon myself to try and fix that. Um, and, uh, you know, right this second, I still don't have a clear focus on exactly when I'm going to start doing events again, but I'm not out of the game. I just think after this whole past year and everything that's happened to everybody, like, you know, I'm just kind of rethinking a lot of things. Hmm. And when I'm ready again, it's going to be like a whole different ballgame. Um, I just wanted to put that out there because I feel like I feel like if anybody's tuning in to see me, the, the number one question I've gotten all the pandemic is, when are you going to come back and do events? When are you going to come back and do events? So um, when the time's right, that's all I can say. Um, Chris, I, I just want to say I really appreciate you for always including me. All of y'all, I really appreciate you for including me. Um, and just for being interested in, you know, hearing some old dude talk about games. Because um, <laughs> uh, I feel like, I feel like you know, I talk about old games like in the same way as if they're new. And to most people, that's not the case. Um, but I appreciate all that very, very much. Um, and Chris, do not stop being positive and uplifting. Like, don't ever let that get you down. Take breaks if you have to or whatever. But like reading your stories and checking in on what you're thinking and what you're feeling consistently motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing. So I just hey, want to say that, thank you for that. That, 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 that. that like helps me and like it gives me like more power to do it. So y'all y'all heard it. To check out my story tomorrow. It's about to be a banger. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, uh Rod James, what you got to say to the people? Uh all right. So if you like what you've heard, definitely check us out on our podcast, uh, any podcast streaming app that you have. We're pretty much everywhere. Uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music is great, or Apple Podcasts, I should say. I always do that. Apple Podcasts, uh, it actually it really helps if you go check us out there, subscribe, uh, like, leave a comment for us. Uh, it really helps with our visibility. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Herb. Uh, it, it's always a pleasure, sir. You're part of the Should I Play That fam. So yes, thank you. Indeed. Thank you so much for that. I, I This is, what, like episode five or six that I've been on or something? <sighs> it's been a bunch now. You like, I feel like more. But I could be wrong. But I, I will say that sep last September was far too large of a gap. We need you to come yeah. a little bit yeah. more frequently than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely be more frequently. I appreciate that. <laughs> For sure. James? And then next time I won't have like 15 games to list. It'll be like okay, four. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, we need those. That's part of the fun. I love your avalanche of games. Exactly. Like different uh, variety there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But um, I guess for me, just shout out to everybody listening at home. Once again, thank you so much. I uh, hope you have a wonderful week. Hope that all your lives are going well. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right. And with that, we are out for another week. Everybody, drink your water. Uh, wear your masks. If you haven't gotten back, get that. Um, and do your just, research, though. Do, do your research. But don't don't give in to the fear. Don't give in to the fear. Because um, we, I feel like we have to work together to, like, not even get back to a normal, but get back to a point where... I just want to go to the beach, y'all. I just want to, like, be, be able to... I want to go back to the movies and not worry about anything. Um, yeah. You know, like like I said, the other day I went to Allspace and, like, going to, like, hopping into, like, these events that night really felt like I was, like, out and about with the friends and going to different parties. Like, it, it felt really... It's weird because, like, in Allspace, like, these are, like, cartoon characters, but, like, it's just the gestures and just, like, just the mannerisms of people. Like, it's just, it, I, I was playing and I was like, damn, I miss doing this in real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, y'all, get your, get your shots. 
Yeah, and and just just in case anybody needs to hear this, like, I, I just just because we're talking about it, I just I just feel like I need to put this out here. You may have all sorts of feelings about about the COVID vaccine. I totally get it. I understand. I've had my own feelings about it. I've had my own hesitations. But remember, remember when you're born. If you're born in America, you already have chickenpox, polio, all these other vaccinations. It's already a done deal. You don't really get a choice in that. That's a whole nother discussion. But the point is, mm. you already have them. So the COVID is just another one that will help us out. And many places in the world, over 90 countries still do not even have the first vaccine. So feel lucky. Yeah, feel lucky. <laughs> feel lucky. Yeah, yeah, see what's going on in India right now. Oh, be, oh yeah, Jesus. Like, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Like, like America sucks in plenty of ways, but feel lucky anyway, because we, we definitely have it easier than I think we want to admit sometimes. Yeah. You yeah. know? Could be much worse. Always. Y'all, did you see that it's, like, mutating into, like, another... Oh, no. I was like, Yo, is this Last of Us? It's, like, fungus now. It was a black fungus, and now there's a white fungus that's even more deadly. Go Yo. figure. Go figure. Well, right, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> well, good, need news, good news is that to end on a positive note, that the Pfizer vaccine has been confirmed to be highly effective against these variants. So that's what I got. There you go. Okay. What about Moderna? Am I screwed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, is that the one giving people heart problems? Uh, what, Moderna? It was so. it was Moderna or Pfizer. It was given like males ages eight to thirty like heart issues. Oh shit, I'm twenty nine. Yep. Oh, my. <laughs> <It's scary. laughs> Alright, y'all. Um sorry guys, I didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait, you you're gonna end it on a positive note, please. Like end this on a positive note. Yes. The please sun will come it. out tomorrow. <laughs> Bet your bottom dollar that. <laughs> We keep moving, we keep moving, you know, humans, we've been through so many things, this is yet another thing, there will be more, yeah. we just gotta keep on moving and for, and, and band together over it, you know? We'll figure it out, you always do. And I was just like, wait, and if you think this is crazy, wait until like aliens and stuff start showing up, but that's, right. that's, like, well, that's, a, whole, that's a whole different conversation, <laughs> let me get my tinfoil hat, but right. we're gonna sign up for this week, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Uh oh, that's the wrong mouse. Peace. Peace.